Welcome to the 1980s movie Graveyard, the show that lets forgotten movies have one last chance to shine. Now sit back and relax. Enjoy the show. Hello, retro movie lovers, and welcome back to the movie Graveyard. Normally, September is not hockey season, <laughs> but this September it is hockey season, both in the NHL and also on this podcast. So, been wanting to do this movie actually for a little while, especially since uh, you know the Blu-ray was burning a hole in my pocket since I got it a couple months ago. I couldn't wait to do this, and might as well do it while we're in the midst of uh, hockey playoff madness. Yep, the finals are going on. Yep. When 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 we uh, watched this movie a week ago, we had a team in the playoffs, and now we no longer do. <laughs> Don't remind me. Uh, that that team that beat them better win the finals now. Yeah. They better win the cup. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's how it goes. So uh, yeah. Inter- so now we're gonna watch the grimiest movie you'll ever see outside of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Rob Zombie movie. <laughs> yeah. Rob Zombies, <laughs> Young Blood. <laughs> So we're going to get the uh, the movie uh, rolling here. Um, damn, I feel like I'm yelling across an arena <laughs> or something. Know. But anyway, yeah, we're going to get the movie rolling here. <laughs> I have the Blu-ray paused at the 22-second mark. Why the 22-second mark, you ask? Well, this is being, you know, a Blu-ray that come out from a different company than the movie studio. First there was a Kino Lorber, whatever, card. card. Then there was a brand, brand spanking new... Uh, MGM thing with the yeah. CGI super gussied up line that that's not the real beginning of this movie and I'm sure the DVD didn't have that you know on there or whatever so we got at the 22 second mark it's when the actual movie starts to begin um, it starts out with this uh, old scratchy 8mm home movie type thing so just like you'd expect from Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah from Rob Zombie's <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Hockey Youngblood <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that's how it gets started here. So I'm going to say one, two, three, go. And uh, when you hear me say the word go, hit uh, play on your Blu-ray or DVD play remote or maybe your VHS remote. That'd be cool if somebody watched along with the VHS. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody, remote in hand, one, two, three, go. All right, we're rolling. I thought this was an interesting choice, a uh, way to uh, start the movie out here. Why? Well, it's like a lot of times, like, you know, you start these, like, whatever, sports movies. They always start at the end of a game where, like, the guy fails. And then, like, then you, like, watch the movie where, like, he's trying, you know. Or, like, Rocky. Like, you start out seeing he's a bum boxer. And then, like, whereas this is just going all the way back to, like, <laughs> just home movies of when they were kids playing hockey. You know what I mean? Because that's the, that, those movies are that start like that that's their part of the story this one is just to let you know that these kids were born and raised on the ice and yeah. so this is why he has his big goals of making it onto a team yeah you see the character um should say too a goober peter's company production um i was like man they made all the cool sports movies back then because like the year before this movie came out they also put out vision quest so mm. Which was a hit. So they definitely had a formula working of their sports movies. Their uh... one thing I noticed about this was like how all the gears like 
uh, CCM. Mm-hmm. And I remember that company, but it's funny on now. It's like everything's Bauer <laughs> when you see in, re- like, you know, real life or whatever. Yeah, I like, when I was a kid, you know, because I never, like, grew up around hockey or watched hockey or anything. Like, we didn't really have hockey until we had minor league hockey. And, we, like, by the time I was, like, probably around high school or something. Like, yeah, I would only see, like, hockey shit in movies and TV shows, and it was always CCM, so, like, I thought CCM was, like, a league or something. I didn't realize it was just, like, a brand, you know what I mean? Yeah, I wonder if they still exist. They got to. I mean, they were so big. Unless, like, they just, like, got bought, then they didn't go change. (laughs) Bauer bought them. (laughs) Yeah, probably. But uh, I thought this was pretty interesting, like, basically your title sequence is just, um, Rob Lowe's character, Dean Youngblood, just practicing on the ice by himself. All his fancy skating moves. And, like, especially these shots here where he's playing with the puck. Um, pretty much everybody involved in this movie, like, I think pretty much except for Swayze and Rob Lowe, everybody else had a hockey background. Mm-hmm. And the uh, cinematographer, I don't think he was a hockey player, but he was Canadian and he knew how to skate very well. I mean, I'm sure he played as a kid or something, but but he could skate so well that he made, like, an actual, like, these shots here, he made an actual, like, harness where he could skate himself and, like, hold the camera. So, oh, like, wow. that's why, like, a lot of the action seems so close in. And it's just like, oh, how'd they do that, you know? Mm. And, like, yeah, because you can tell, like, the camera's close to the action, but also the camera's moving along with them. So yeah. it's like, yeah. And, like, yeah, like, Rob Lowe and um, uh, Patrick Swayze, they had to use a lot of doubles and stuff for all their skating shit. I mean, they did learn how to skate, but there's some parts where, you, where it's really, like, you know, complicated shit or that they go super fast. But uh, pretty much everybody else, like, like all the hockey players you see, uh, with a couple exceptions, but um, pretty much everybody was a real hockey player. Including, did you say Keanu? Yeah, Keanu. <laughs> Keanu Villa. I'll, I'll, I'll bring up, as they come along, I'll bring up who's the hockey <laughs> players in this and what level of experience they have. The two seconds of Keanu Reeves in this movie. Yeah, Keanu's big uh, movie adventure. And then he pays, plays a foreign character. He does. But um, here we get the uh, the farm here. We realize he lives on the farm. And I think they just say the name of um, the uh, where they live once. I thought it was Stanton. But... The way I'm understanding, I don't think they're Canadian. I think just everywhere they go to play, like where he goes to play in the league, is Canadian. Yeah, I don't think he is. Yeah. Cause and what's weird is even when they do get up to Canada, like everybody they know up there is pretty much Americans up there, so nobody has like an accent or anything. Is that where the team is supposed to be located in Canada? Yeah, like Hamilton, oh. Mustangs, uh, which they actually shot it in Toronto, but... I took it to be that, you know, Hamilton. So, I guess we should say here, here's our first guy with the uh, hockey experience here. It's actually the dad. Mm-hmm. He was actually, because, uh, like, later on you get to see when he gets on the ice. Because, like, they play it like he's not a hockey player. Or, like, yeah. or, like he disapproves of his son trying to play hockey. Because they set up in this kind of, like, dinner scene here that his brother went also went up to Hamilton. And he could, took, like, a puck or a stick to the eye, lost That's his sick. eye. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. They never 
give you any kind of a sense that the dad was involved in hockey in any way. Yeah, not until that very end where he's like, I'll show you how to teach. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, t- like, I'll teach oh, you how to damn. fight on the ice. And then you can kind of tell, I was like, oh, damn, this guy kind of does seem like But even gym. when he got on the ice and just started skating, I was like, wow, like, for an older man, like, it, it was impressive looking. And a giant, he's pretty tall. Yeah. Yeah, that's because he was a real deal. He played a long time in the NHL. See, on this part, he's saying you're going to have to learn the Canadian anthem. Yeah. So, I don't, yeah. They're driving up. There's, Maybe they're, like, crossing over into Canada on this part. I think that's supposed to be Niagara Falls back there. Uh, like, they don't really, you know. And then, yeah, like, there's, like, a couple different arenas that were used for the Hamilton Arena. It's one of those deals, like, all movies, the outside is one building, and the inside they actually used a different building. Yeah, look at that cool car. Yeah, there's a Corvette sitting there. Hmm. I noticed, too, back then, like, you would always, in 80s, and even to a certain point up in the 90s, um... You would always see cars that were 20, 30 years old. Yeah. You don't really see that in movies now anymore. Like, no main character really drives, like, an old, like, Camaro or anything. You know, you know nowadays, yeah. like... Whereas back then, like, everybody just, like, you know... Especially, like, these working-class char- type characters. They always had cool muscle cars and shit. That's because they looked cool. Yeah. <laughs> now, cars from 20 or 30 years ago are just... Just, like, little normal. fucking... <laughs> yeah. There's no, like, special characteristics about them. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, kind of funny because they set up that the dad didn't want him to go because like, oh, we need the help on the farm and the brother who had already kind of been through the hockey ringer. Like, he still wanted his brother to chase his dream. Yeah, his brother drives a GTO. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so he like talked his dad into like letting him go. Yeah, he says, he tells the brother, don't let these Canucks talk any shit to you <laughs> yeah and like it's kind of funny the relationship him and the older brother have because it's kind of like the brother is kind of like um hard on him in certain ways but he's always like pulling for him like he's trying to like push him to like succeed like that tough love yeah kind of thing. yeah i was gonna say because like the 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 guy who plays the the uh older brother i was like i know this guy i know this guy and it just and his real name is jim young's and, uh, yeah, he was one of the, um, the guys in the movie The Wanderers, which we talked about a little while ago, mm. one of the greasers. It just, like, took a while. I was like, I know this guy. He's so familiar to me. But, um. So his eye's not really messed up like that? No. Nah. Because <laughs> it looks for real. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funky. Like, it's supposed to be like he has a glass eye. I'm assuming it's some type of contact. But even in the scene where they were sitting in the car and he was looking to the side, it even looked like it was cocked off to the side yeah. more than a normal eye would be. Unless it was just, a, it was probably just a contact moved when he, because he was, had his eyes to the side so much. That's usually what happened. I'm sure they probably made a special one for him just to make it look like it was off. Yeah. Yeah, he's from Stanton. But, uh, yeah, like, so, like, right off the bat, like, another thing that's cool is, like, we're probably less than ten minutes in this movie, and pretty much, like, I say, like, a lot of the main conflict is going to be set up already in just the audition, because, like, he's not even on the team yet. He's just, like, it's basically just the end of the season or towards the end of the season. And they just need to, um, you know, kind of fortify the bench, bring up, like, pretty much just one guy. Because he's the only guy out of all these auditions that they get. And, uh, like, the regular players are just watching uh, from the stands and shit. Which, that's where we get, you know, the, the main leader player of the team is Patrick Swayze. Which, like... It always, yeah, Racky. So the guy who plays Racky, 
so he's facing off a young boy here on the ice. The guy who plays Racky, he he again was a he kind of he was a hockey player who who played uh, for uh, a few years. I think he played for four different teams oh, in the minor leagues, and then he became an actor. I think kind of this movie was what got him into acting. Um, I don't know how much more he did after that, but he is listed as being like more of an actor than a hockey player. But he definitely had experience in. A lot of, like, they didn't go into detail when I was reading about it, but they said, like, a lot of the guys, like, like you know, like, in the like in the skate scenes, I guess you should say, maybe not necessarily in the cast, like, like they were all went on to, like, actual NHL careers and stuff. Really? Yeah. Wow. But, um, but, uh, the thing that's kind of cool about this movie and what I like about it, like, I, like, I kind of discovered this movie, like, years ago, just wanting to see, like, a, a, you know, hunt down some Rob Lowe movies I hadn't seen. Yeah, here comes Racky. So Racky is like the main bully. Like he busts open uh, Youngblood's eye here, and then he wants to fight him. Like fight him in a fucking like this, this audition. Is like, this is like a big yeah. It's a big deal to see if you can hang because like this ability to be able to fight back and like defend yourself is kind of like a one of the main you know plot points of the movie. Yeah. Cause Youngblood's pretty much got all the, you know, he he's he's like a scorer type. He's pretty much got all the moves on the ice and stuff. But the problem, and we should say too, he's actually he's actually a child in this movie. Like they set up early on that he's seventeen years old, and like I know that's like a thing in a lot of places in hockey. Like guys get started really young and stuff. But um, yeah, like like I I'm assuming he's already graduated high school. Oh, there's Keanu. Get the first glance of him. Did you see Swayze's giant freaking tape player? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Walkman. His Walkman. That yeah. would kill somebody from today to see something so giant like that. I know. Like, oh, why would you do that? Throw Just it in the trash. Get it in the garbage. <laughs> it's like, well, he's lifting weights. He wants to lift it. I don't like it. He has to put a tape inside that. Oh, great. It's too big. Whoa, I'm going to rash. It's a tape. It's like, yeah, this tape that's, you know, about half the size of your phone that you carry around with. Oh. <laughs> Taking up too much space in the It's world. only got one album on it. Well, you can make a mixtape if you want to. I hate it. Stream everything. I need a playlist. Yeah, playlist. <laughs> but I think it's cool that like their their shit is so old and grungy that like their weight room is just like in their locker room. Same with like the training thing. So yeah, uh, good old young blood's gonna get his eye stitched up by a guy who like can't even see to thread the needle. He's so blind. It's so gross, too. Like, they actually show it when he's doing it. Yeah. This is actually pretty good makeup. Like, if you look at the cut he has over his eye, it's pretty good. This guy. He has no experience whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's timing himself. And I think everybody in this movie, you know, in terms of the guys on the team, are supposed to be in their early 20s or whatever. But, like, he's clearly, like, the kid of the thing. You know, he's only 17 years old. Um... You think he's really getting that put through, or is it just, like, going through the makeup? No, it's just going through the makeup, yeah, but... It looks like it's going through the skin. Yeah, but the thing, the the prosthetic... But, I mean, the, it's like, you know, they have to be careful not to gouge is real, you know? I know, that's all it looked like it was going through. We, we, we kind of, like, get to know the coach here, and he's kind of, like, your typical hard-ass... Uh, he just found out he made the team. Yeah, he's on the team. Yeah, he has a reputation of being a fighting player, hockey player as well. Yeah, a former player turned coach. And I'm blanking on the guy's name, but this guy's been in a million movies. But usually, you don't see him playing like main parts and stuff. 
There he is cutting Racky. Well, not really cutting him, just telling him, you know, you didn't make the team. And he's making fun of him because he's tiny. Yeah, and Racky's like, but I beat the guy up you picked, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it ain't, it ain't just about who can fight, I mean. Because he's fast. I mean, you don't you don't really win hockey games by winning fights. You actually get, even back then, you would get kicked out for fighting or get in the penalty box. But, um. So that CCM company does still exist, and actually their skates are pretty freaking cool looking. Are they? <laughs> yeah. I figured they still Because even when we watched the Mighty Ducks, I think all their stuff was CCM. Yeah, I think a lot of it. And it's kind of cool, like, Rob Lowe, like, he wants to get revenge. He just walks out almost naked, just in his jock strap with a <laughs> hockey stick to fight Racky. But, like, Racky just, he misses him. Racky walks out the door and leaves. And then, like, here we get the love interest of the movie. Which, like, the way they set this up, like, you don't really know who this chick is at all. <laughs> She's just walking through the locker room. Yeah. In the grimy tunnel. Yeah, the oh, grimy tunnel. Right when there. we say grimy tunnel, there is literally right by where his head was. It looks like uh, piss and puke. Like, right There's just, like, all this dripping, even behind her. Yeah. I gotta say, I like sports movies that are about... I mean, like, the high school sports things are kind of cliche, <laughs> whatever, but... I like sports movies about, like, minor leagues and misfit teams and shit like that. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I would like this because I am kind of snobby in that I like seeing, like, kind of professional, you know, the upper-level teams. Yeah. So I I wasn't sure if I would like this because you had said it was a minor league thing. Yeah. And it's like, I'll be honest, like, hockey is like, you know, we kind of just recently got into hockey the last couple of years casually. So, like, really all I really know about, personally, is, like, the NHL. I mean, I know there's minor league teams, because used to have one in Cincinnati. I think they're still there, Cyclones. But, I mean, just, like, there's, like, multiple, multiple levels of minor league baseball. Same thing with hockey. So, like, I don't even know, like, really how close these guys are to being the pros. Like, I've read different things. Like, there's different leagues, like, junior, whatever, minor pros. So, I don't even know, like, really how far down the rung these guys are. But it seems like they're pretty much as close to the bottom as you can get. Like, they, they have their own arena and everything, but, I mean, I think that's just more because it's par for the course for Canada, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, even if it was, like, the, you know, the really minor, minor leagues, like, you know, in Canada, small towns, like, just like here, like, they have small town football, I'm sure, you know, minor league hockey is, uh, you know. So they're hazing him in. Yeah, this is a big hazing scene, <laughs> which I don't know how much of a hazing it is, like... <laughs> Patrick Swayze gets all maniacal. He puts a jock strap on his face like it's a uh, operating mask, but it's like actually his jock strap. So it's just like, well, you're you're putting your like fucking ball sweat and everything all in your mouth. And uh, yeah, basically the hazing is like it's real nervous that you know they shave his balls, but like they make all these jokes that oh the last guy we cut his testicles off and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So yeah, definitely hijinks and whatever. But um, we have a screaming animal in this house that must be dealt with. But yeah, so basically, just like this part of the movie is you're just getting like acquainted more with uh, you know the journey of a 17 year old kid. I mean, he even got a car. His brother dropped him off and uh, just left him in this town to basically go play hockey. So he goes to like the boarding house, which is where like a lot of uh, hockey players uh, come to stay in the town. 
And this lady, uh, I'm blanking on her name. It'll come up on the subtitles here in a second. But she, like, she kind of seems like, um, at first when you see her, she kind of seems like a wholesome, I won't say grandma because she's not old enough to be a grandma, but like a wholesome, you know, woman in her probably late 30s, early 40s. And then you find out like she's real raunchy and stuff. But uh, yeah, I keep, I keep wanting to say her name, but they don't show it in here. Later they will, but like. Uh, Where's she gonna say it? No, I don't think she will. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I think the only time, the first time you really hear hear it is when uh, Swayze mentioned. Oh, here it is. Yeah, Miss McGill. McGill. Yeah, I don't know what Miss McGill's deal is if she was never married or what, but. Uh, oh my God. But like, I was saying that like when you see her face, she looks like you know like a homely woman, and then like, they show her ass and like these shorts, and like you realize she's like parading around. I like how he just has a drumstick in his hand. Yeah. Chilling on his back. And we, we should say he really is from the country because he literally wears cowboy Yeah, boots. always. He's always wearing cowboy boots and a flannel. Yeah. So I guess they're trying to, you know, kind of paint the picture with his image. He's just like the uh, American cowboy type, you know. And here she's bringing her tea and that usually is the signal of what's about to happen. Yeah. So she brings the tea, and the next thing you know, she's taking her clothes off. And <laughs> like, I gotta say, too, it's, it's like, first of all, not that she would ask or care, but it, again, you know, this would be major scandal now because he's 17 years old having <laughs> sex with this older lady. But yeah. Sipping the tea means something different to her. Yeah. <laughs> well, this tea's too hot. Let me put it down and if I take my shirt off. <laughs> yeah. She's initiating it. Yeah. And, like, it's kind of, like, weird and creepy because uh, she shows them all these hockey cards of all the guys who stayed there over the years. But, um, basically, like, if, at first he's just kind of, like, you know, he's naive. He doesn't know what's going on. He's just, like, he's, like, oh, like, you know, oh, these guys stayed here. all oh, cool. And then, like, finally when you realize what her whole game is, you realize that uh, basically these are all the guys she's banged and stuff. All right, restart. So... Yeah, basically, yeah, she's talking about all the players that have stayed there, meaning all the players she is bang. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then just real quick, I mean, he's just playing for comedy. Like, you don't, I don't think you see really any nudity here. No. But what's funny is, like, the other guy staying in the house, Keanu and this other guy. Keanu was super young, too. He was only, like, a year or two out of high school when he filmed this movie. And they're talking about how she does it with them, too. Yeah. <laughs> or it seems like she just does it when they first get there, though. Because, like, Keanu's like, yeah, she did whatever when I first came last year. But then that guy said he did it, she did it to me last night. Oh, okay. So it's just, like, some is, like, one time others are ongoing. But, uh, yeah, so Keanu actually had hockey experience, too. And, like, this is his first movie. Um, he had done a Coke commercial where he played a bicyclist. And then he did, like, a couple, like, little TV spot, you know, uh, guest starring things and little TV movies and shit. But this is actually Keanu's first movie movie. You actually can see... Because I noticed Keanu always had, like, around his neck, he has, like, some uh, acne scars. But, like, in that one shot, you can actually see he still had the acne back then. That was funny. I mean, it obviously makes sense because usually hockey guys are foreign. But it's just funny seeing him do that crazy accent. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like he was putting it on. Because <laughs> I want to say, like... I want to say Keanu grew up in Canada, didn't he? 
Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know where he's like a citizen of, but like I thought he had a, you know, but he was actually a high school goalie, and his <laughs> his nickname as a goalie was actually the Wall. So like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's funny. He says the only sport for middle sized white guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ke- Keanu Charles Reeves is a Canadian actor, born in Beirut. He grew up in Toronto. So. Yeah, that's right. I remember he grew up. He was born yeah. in Beirut. This thing you kind of we kind of get a glimpse because up to this point, Patrick Swayze seemed like he was gonna just be some asshole guy, but yeah, you finally get a peek into like you know that he was just giving the new guy a hard time because when they're talking about how Racky hit hit hit. Um, Rob Lowe's character, like, he's trying to say, like, oh, you know, he got me out of nowhere, and Patrick Swayze says, yeah, he's even rough for, for this league. Yeah. So, like, he's finally kind of opening up and being a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it's kind of funny, too, because, like, the structure of this movie, I think it's, like, you know, because there's so many, like, the writer-director was a hockey player and stuff, is, like, like, what I like about this movie, it's less about even though they do, like, work in the thing of, like, they win the playoff yeah. game or whatever, or the the championship or whatever they win at the end, like, it's really more about the experience of being a hockey player. What was with this guy with no teeth? Like, that was so weird. Yeah, like, this one guy on the team, like, he completely has, like, no teeth. And, like, obviously a lot of hockey players lose their front teeth. But, I mean, this guy's pretty young. He probably looks like he's in his late 20s. And you can tell it's real because he keeps moving his mouth, like, that the you know, dentures aren't in his mouth. Like, he's moving his mouth like he has no teeth. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious if, like... I have to keep an eye to see if we see him skate a lot or whatever. Like, maybe he wasn't a hockey player. Maybe he was just, like, a guy who had no teeth that they got, you know? Oh my but, I mean, God, it looks like he's gen- genuinely toothless. <laughs> yeah. There's Keanu. Keanu is, like... I mean, obviously not because, you know, the voice, he has this, like, French-Canadian accent in this movie, but, like... Is that what it's supposed to be? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's just, like, he totally has, like, the look of, uh, you know, pretty much... Like, his hair's a little bit shorter, but, like, he pretty much looks like he's straight out of Bill and Ted in this one. Also, now they're hazing him again. Yeah. Making him drink all those shots, and they're not drinking them. Yeah, so so basically, like, we should say the scene is at the local bar, and, like, they're goofing all these local groupie girls, getting them drunk. For no reason. Oh, my God. Because, like, when I first watched this the other day or whatever, (laughs) like, I thought this was going to be, like, they're just getting these girls drunk to, like, basically run a train (laughs) on them. But it's basically just, they just make fun of everybody. Like, they're just a bunch of goofy guys. That part where she blows the drink all in her face is so gross. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know if we explained that the guy who took his teeth out, they put it in a girl's drink. And then she, like, was like, oh, gross. She's all grossed out. Yeah. But basically, because, the, like, they are ordering all these shots, but then everybody was just pouring their shots out or whatever. Yeah. And Rob Lowe was, was drinking them. And plus, he's a lightweight because, you know, he's a kid or whatever. But, like, now they are at practice the next day, and, like, he's totally, like, dog shit. Like, you know, sweating or whatever. Dang, look at Keanu. Yeah, Keanu was a... We should say, too, we keep talking about Keanu like he's a major player in this movie. Like, <laughs> he pretty much all his scenes are over with already. Yeah. This is it. Yeah, like, we saw, okay, he stays in the boarding house with them, we saw the bar scene, and then he literally walks through a couple more scenes, and then, like, that's pretty much, he just disappears all the rest of the movie. These drills, man, they're hardcore, like, I can't even imagine, I can barely walk in ice skates, more or less, do all this stuff, and then, 
Well, yeah, they crawl on their hands and knees. They do yeah. tug of war with the sticks. It's pretty cool. And the tug of war is cool because you basically have to like keep readjusting your footwork so yeah. you don't fall down. The, I, one thing I kept noticing about this was the ice. Like, it looks like there's hardly any ice on there. Like, yeah, it's strange. It's such a strange looking rink. <laughs> Well, yeah, like, I mean, I know the way they do it now, like, the white that you see, like, that's not actually the ice, like, it's just white plastic, yeah. and then, like, what you think is the ice is really just, like, a thin layer, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I never really knew how thick it was. Yeah, it's probably only a couple of inches. And it's constantly getting eaten away as you skate away, and that's why they redo it and refreeze it. Yeah, am I surprised, like, when the Zamboni comes around, like... It wets it a lot when it comes around. Like, yeah. I'm always surprised how much it's still icy afterwards. Yeah. I think it's basically the water fills in the cracks kind of thing. So, like, that's why they have to put a lot of water. I've never, like, I don't, I don't know. For some reason, the concept of an ice rink and how they're able to, like, create it out of no, out of nothing. Like, I'm, like, so amazed by that. <laughs> like, the concept of it, of how to do it. I mean, I've never learned exactly what the technique is behind it to make the rink but yeah. it seems like such a, like such an interesting process <laughs> so here he is like walking around the town looking for something to do in his off time he's walking by the local movie theater and i just thought this was beyond bizarre that like they prominently feature the slumber party massacre <laughs> which is like a very like even for a slasher movie it was a very b movie-ish one you know it was like Nowhere in the same leagues as, like, Friday the 13th or whatever. And, like, they show the poster. They talk about it. They, they It gets mentioned again later. But, yeah, so the girl comes up. And we still don't know who this girl is in the story. Like, we're still getting misdirected here a little bit. So he just is after this girl because she's cute or whatever. That trash can. I, just, I remember seeing those as a kid. But, uh... Yeah, so he's after this girl. He's going to follow her into this, like, I guess it's, like, a local drugstore or whatever. But, uh, she's, like, the love interest, but all that's going to come with the hook here, as we'll see in a couple minutes here. But, uh, again, like, we're, you know, we're, like, a good chunk of, of the way into this movie, and it's still, like, like, we don't really know where it's going yet. It's just kind of, like, damn, that's a lot of Rolos and candies and shit there. Florets, I remember those. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Rob Lowe sees, like, some naughty books in here. Like, this one even has nudity on the cover. Of course he wants it. (laughs) And I guess we should say, too, that this is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, let me grab the box here. Yeah, this is an R-rated sports movie, which, you know, unless you're, like, doing, like, some super serious, like, whatever shit, like, Oliver Stone any given Sunday or something... Like, you don't really get R-rated sports movies that much because, like, they always make them to try to appeal to a family audience. So, like, Mm -hmm. that's another thing that's, like, you know, different about this one. Whereas, like, the 80s, like, even movies aimed at young people, like, it still was all about trying to be R-rated and stuff, you know? (laughs) You snuck it in. (laughs) Yeah, so the girl buys him a copy of Moby Dick. Then he sneaks in his porno book, puts it in the same bag. That's going to lead to more hijinks here. Where he sees the coach coming, he's like, oh, shit, the coach. And then the girl says, oh, hi, Dad. <laughs> so, like, this is where we find out this girl that's his love interest. Which, for real, no other reason is she his love interest other than he met her in a hallway earlier in the movie. <laughs> She's the only girl around. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, any good sports movie, just like when we did All the Right Moves with uh, Tom Cruise, you know. 
Like, uh, like there's always got to be some kind of complication. So, yeah, he's like, oh, she bought me a book. And, of course, the dummy pulls out the porno book. <laughs> like, if I was the coach right then and there, I'd be like, I'd just be grabbing my daughter saying, like, get away from this asshole. Like, Because <laughs> he knows he's an athlete. <laughs> Yeah. He knows he's dealing with boys and hormones. <laughs> yeah. So obviously this is gonna be somewhat of a conflict. And like I don't know, like it's kinda like whatever, like like it seems like they're trying to keep like their dating a secret, but at the same time, like it never really becomes like a main plot point. Like it's not like the coach is trying to cut him from the team or anything because of it. No, but he does take it out on him during the game when he doesn't put him in. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is true. But at the same time, he was, like, such a new guy to the team, you know? They're getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. This is where you basically find out that, um, like I said, everybody in Canada in this movie is an American, and the coach and his daughter are. Uh, you know, they moved all around and stuff. I'm assuming, you know, back, starting back when uh, when she was young, probably when he was still a player. I thought this was funny, too, that there's a lady back there, like, polishing the Slumber Party Massacre poster. Like, <laughs> like I've never seen, like, I mean, I'm sure they probably had to do it when you had glass uh, poster displays like that. But I guess you had a squeegee on to keep them clean every night. <laughs> Just an uh, interesting bit of background, uh, you know, what do you call it, extra character thing going on, action. But yeah, so like basically, you know, he's been coaching, moving around, trying to move up, you know. I mean, he's a minor league coach, so... I'm sure they're probably moving nonstop. He's trying to, uh, you know, work his way up the ranks or whatever. It's funny because, like, when you look at Rob Lowe and his face, like, when you see him now, like, he looks so much the same. Like, it's so crazy. Like, he's one of those guys that hardly aged. Yeah, he's hardly aged. And, I mean, I would say, if anything, he's only kind of, like, buffed up more since this time yeah. but for the most part like his weight has always stayed the same yeah. you know his hair has always stayed the same um i'm sure obviously it probably went gray at some point he probably dyes it now but i mean he never lost any hair like at all like it looks exactly the same his face looks the same he's definitely uh kind of timeless because i saw him on like when like the whole virus thing started they started coming up with all these fake tv shows on tv for people to watch because everything had to go out of production mm. like there was that show celebrity watch party where they just had people watching stuff and like you're they're filming the celebrities like watching it yeah and him and his two sons were one of the families that was like <laughs> they were watching the the michael jordan documentary oh the and last whatever the last dance yeah. i think it was no yeah i think it was and uh He's, like, talking to the sons about how basketball back then was so much better than it is now. And the boys are like, what? I know. Like, I know it's hard for people and you always think it's just, like, old farts talking. But, oh, my God. Like, like myself, that's when I became a basketball fan was during the heyday of Michael Jordan. But oh, like, my God. It was so much better, brother. Just Like, that's the most recent thing that I've seen of Rob Lowe. And, like, it just, it's funny because he looks exactly the same. Like, obviously a little bit older. Well, a lot older. But you could barely tell. I mean. I know. <laughs> this is nasty. This guy getting his cortisone shot in that area of his shoulder that's, like, all scar tissue. It's just gross. Yeah. Good old Keanu. Oh, this part. Yeah, I want to read what he says here because I didn't understand that. Oh, fan club. Toronto chapter. Oh, he eats it. Yeah. That's so gross. Ugh. 
dad anymore. <laughs> he, he wants, wants, to, he wants to eat a rose too. <laughs> so like, I never took that. Like, did he have a breakup with a girl, or did like you know? I don't know. It just seemed like it was from a girl from the fan club. Yeah. This is funny that the coach is mad that this guy's blow drying and combing his hair before the game. <laughs> yeah. That was weird. Especially when he's just gonna cover it with a helmet. Exactly. And just like sweat in it too. It's like. Like I've only been ice skating I think maybe once. So I mean I don't know what it's like to be a hockey player, but like I always thought it was weird that like you're on the cold ice, but because you're like you're working so hard and dragging all that padding around, like you're sweating too. They, yeah. they they have to feel nasty like after a game how clammy sweaty they are. Well, you do get hot because I remember because I used yeah. to take lessons when I was younger and like when you're like working hard doing stuff like it doesn't matter like your face and your cheeks stay cold but yeah, yeah your body gets real warmed up because I used to like bundle up when I used to go yeah and I would get like that nasty prickly feeling like when you start getting hot and stuff like it was it was like you were outside it was like you don't you don't feel it after a while. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of interesting that uh, you know Francis Ford Coppola's uh, "The Outsiders" was such like a big launching pad for a lot of the young actors a couple years before this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I totally forgot, but I think Swayze is in the Outsiders too. Yeah, he? he plays the older. Yeah, brother. the older brother. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. So this is kind of like an Outsiders reunion. <laughs> yeah. Like I was just thinking in my mind because this movie came out in '86, but it was filmed in the summer of '84. Um, but like, yeah, like it, it just like you know, kind of, kind of like uh, what'd you say? He plays Dairy. Oh, that's right, Dairy. For some reason, I totally had that mixed up. I totally forgot that. But, like, yeah. So, it's like, like they kind of all exploded out of that. Before the Brat Pack, there was kind of, like, the Outsiders guys. <laughs> and, uh, trying to think. So, it was, but yeah, yeah, that's what it was. So it was basically the brothers were, uh, uh, Swayze, Rob Lowe, and then, uh, C. Thomas Howe. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so it's kind of interesting that they kind of, like, hooked up again. But then, like, um... Before this, well, actually, pretty much right around, actually, right when the Outsiders came out, I guess Cruz was taking off because, like, in my mind, I was just like, oh, Swayze was, you know, kind of coming off Red Dawn, but yeah, he was kind of like already kind of up there because of the Outsiders. But uh, even though these movies kind of came out a couple years apart or whatever, how would you uh, just, you know, just your own personal opinion of like what you thought of each movie? Because just recently we uh, dived deep into the Tom Cruise cinematic universe with the, all the right moves. Uh, how 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 do you think the outsiders, you know, outsiders versus outsiders type thing? Like, who do you think made the better uh, sports movie, uh, Tom Cruise or uh, Rob Lowe and Patrick Swayze here? I don't know. They're so to me, they're like so different because I don't really feel like the all the right moves is really necessarily a football movie. Like, I feel yeah. like it's more about like the small town kid kind of thing trying to escape yeah. um i don't know I, I hate to say it but i think it's a tom cruise one <laughs> yeah you know like i wanted to say because like this is like such a like a more like 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 on the surface this is such a more interesting um like situation to me like yeah. and again like they showed the girl in class like i again like i don't know is she in college she's still in high school <laughs> Like, he's 17, so, like, why, how, like, did he graduate early, like, or did he, is he literally just dropping out of school to play hockey, like, yeah. we never really don't know those details of the story, so, like, 
this could possibly, you know, whatever be a, you could technically say this might be a high school set movie, but it's really not though, because he doesn't go to school, you know? Yeah, I would say it's just like a young adult movie. Because like how you were saying earlier that like, it was, I can't remember now what you were saying earlier, but I was going to say like, this one is just more of like a young, it, the focus is more like towards a young adult audience. Yeah. As opposed to like an adult audience. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess there is a distinction when you do a high school sports movie because... No, because you were talking about um, how R-rated sports movies don't really exist anymore. Yeah. Because they're usually for families, and that's what I was going to say. That Yeah, this one is not so much like a family movie. It's just made for like young adults. Yeah. The focus is actually the 18 to whatever. And I wouldn't say 49, but... <laughs> Like, now they say 18 to 40, but I think yeah. back then they would be, like, more like 18 to 30. Don't yeah. Remember. Like, there was actually a category of movies back then for young people. Yeah. That doesn't exist anymore. Oh, here's Keanu again. Yeah, Keanu's <laughs> partying after the game. But, um, yeah, and then we find out his girlfriend drives the Zamboni. Well, she said her dream is to drive the Zamboni at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, this <laughs> so, interesting. She did uh, mention that. I couldn't tell if she was just kidding or because the way her dad just makes her do everything hockey. <laughs> yeah, I saw her say that on the subtitles earlier, but I totally thought it was like a joke. Like I was watching her face when she was saying it. And, like it, she didn't like kind of do a side smile or anything. She seemed yeah. like she was really <laughs> saying it for real. This part's funny. Yeah, like, he, he pretends like he got ran over by the Zamboni and just leaves his shoe on the ground, so it does look like he's, like, underneath the thing. Yeah, he puts his boot there. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say this act- actress's name is, uh, I think this is Cynthia Gibbs. She's really good. I I know she's been in other movies. I can't... I could be wrong. I thought she was in Death Warrant with Van Damme, but I could be wrong. But, um, but yeah, like, I kind of remember her from the time, but I don't really remember really any, like, other movies she was in. Yeah, she has, like, a cute chipmunk face. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I noticed, too, like, back then, like, they had all the little advertisements around, like, the rink and, like, even, like, the baseboards or whatever. But, it, like, as far as I can tell, it didn't seem like that, like, they weren't freezing the uh, the advertisements into the ice the way they do now. Yeah. yeah I'm sure that's a modern thing. Yeah. <laughs> so they could get in on. as many as possible. Because hockey, man... If there's advertising, if ever you've seen it, it's in freaking hockey because they got them around the sides and then yeah. they got them in the ice. It's like, that's yeah, out of control with advertising. I gotta say, like, <laughs> advertising in sports really, like, annoys me just visually. It's like visual pollution, just like, you know, there can be noise pollution. Like, yeah. I hate it when baseball started doing it all, like, along the... It's like, when you sit in a baseball stadium, there's advertisements everywhere. Like, shouldn't yeah. be in the field of play either. It's on the field, and then it's on the graphics, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a lot. And, like, uh, and obviously, too, like, it pretty much killed my enjoyment of the NBA when they put the advertisements actually on the jersey. It's bad enough when they put them on the court, now they have them on the jersey. It's so cheesy. But I, I gotta say, hockey, for some reason, maybe it's just because I'm late to the game in hockey, <laughs> but, like, hockey is just, like, I don't know, like... It's even though I see that they're there, like they don't bother me as much. It's like they blend into the, to the rink a little better or something. I think it's because for one, the players aren't wearing them on their uniforms. Yeah. And two, even if they were, you wouldn't really be able to see it because of the way the camera is angled. Yeah. But also, 
it's just stuff's going too fast. Like you're yeah. not, you're paying attention to the game. You're actually paying attention to the game. You're not really like looking anywhere else. Well, also, also too, like I don't know why, but I kind of like those cheesy, like the ones that they have like frozen into the ice at center court or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like when they tip off, I don't know why. Like I think it's just because they most like a lot of M M&M and M sponsors a lot of the arenas. <laughs> so like I always like seeing the M M&M and M's one for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's something bland for, like, insurance or something, I don't give a shit. <laughs> so, yeah, so, like, this was a very uh, economical choice in this movie. They go on their first date, and they just go skating on, the, like, I guess it's, like, free skating night or whatever, like, where anybody can come in and skate on the ice. Like, th- they just stayed in the rink pretty much for their date. It's like a skate party, a bunch of older people. And, like, you just get the, the romantic hijinks of them skating. They're both very good skaters, obviously. And then there's, like, this little annoying guard guy that, like, flies around and blows a whistle and tries to stop people from doing hijinks and shit. They're in the old people skating party. Yeah, they're gonna have, like, a big stunt going on here in a second. Yeah, this guy just... Which, like, I get, like, why they would or whatever, but, like, I kind of... Like, I have to say, like, this... When we were watching it the other night, I was, like, kind of didn't dig this scene. Like, so clownish, (laughs) he flies into the cake and shit. Yeah. But I just kind of, like, I just, like, we've, so much of the movie already is based around skating and hockey and shit. Like, they should have, like, went on a real date somewhere. <laughs> Although, I do like this part where they're running down the hallways. They almost get seen by the coach. He's, like, jumping around singing some old-ass Sinatra song. Oh, my God. Those walls. Look at the door frame. Like, oh, my God. It just, it just like, liquid piss rolling down the door, the walls everywhere. That's what I'm telling you. It's the grimiest movie yeah. you'll ever see. <laughs> Like, can you just not repaint it or pressure wash it? I do like this part, though. Like, I guess it's the little custodian's office or whatever. Like, the machine shop and shit. The equipment room. Yeah, she looks like she studies and stuff there. She's got a little office set up with her personal thing. Yeah, like, she got pictures pictures of her dad when her dad played for the Rangers. (laughs) You got Rolling Stone posters and shit. That's hilarious that they have a photo of her dad fighting and, like, she's in the background in the stands. I was so curious, like, because, like, you don't see any Bauer stuff on here. Like, I was just curious, like, looking up, like, when did Bauer, like, did Bauer even exist at that time? They say they've been in existence for 80 years, over 80 years now, so I guess they did. It was just CCM had the rights to hockey or something. Yeah. And it says, I didn't know Bauer... Actually, it was bought by Nike at one point. Interesting. And then they Nike sold them to some other investors. I was going to say in the 80s, CCM was probably like how Nike is now. And Bauer was probably like the Puma or whatever. Oh, shoot. Bauer's existed since 1927. That's crazy. So interesting. Over almost 90 years, really. Yeah. They haven't updated their website. Well, it says over 80. Well, 90, yeah. So, yeah, so, like, we're, 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 like, pretty deep into the movie now, and, like, there's been, like, not a whole lot of uh, actual, like, hockey scenes. Yeah, we're, like, well, not exactly, but we're almost at the halfway mark. And, like, it's kind of interesting because a lot of the, well, there, I guess there's other stuff happening, but, like, a lot of the important hockey scenes happen late in the movie. Yeah. What did you think about that approach to, like, the movie? Like, it seemed like they're kind of like doing that. I mean, they are building up the characters, but do you think also too because hockey, like even then, wasn't the most popular sport? You think they were trying to like make this movie for more 
viewers other than just hockey fans, you know what I mean? I mean, it could have been also just the budget, but I, like, All the Right Moves did the same thing. Like, they didn't yeah. really, how we were talking about during that one, they didn't spend, like, half the movie showing one game or showing various games. They kind of had just the main, you know, yeah. game, and that was it that they really showed. So, I think just showing, like, a game for the whole, like, for a big portion of the movie... I just don't think that that was a thing back then in the movies, you know, like, because they actually did care about character development in movies, like, that was a film, it was, you know, you wanted to have deep characters and have the characters have relationships, like, now, it's like, for some reason, they want to, like, in sports movies, they want to recreate games, and it's just kind of like, well, I could go watch a game. (laughs) I know. I mean, I guess it's different because, like, in a movie game, you're seeing the characters, what they're saying during the game and all that kind of stuff that we obviously don't have access to, sort of, because now we kind of do that, have that during live games, too. But it's just, I just think it was a different way of filmmaking back then. They're focusing more on the character drama than, like, I know what you mean, because that's why I've kind of, like... Like, in my mind, even though I own a handful of them, and there's some of, like, kind of, like, my favorite movies, like, I always feel like I'm not into sports movies, because, like, for so long, like, I would go to see sports movies, you know, with my dad or whatever, and, like, they weren't good, because they were, like, yeah, it was just nonstop football shit, and just, like, you know what I mean? It was, like, not really, like... Well, and you notice, like, this one, I'm sure, is probably, like, 90 minutes or something. Like, it's probably a shorter length. This one's, like, a, a little, like an hour and 50 minutes, so it's almost two almost hours. two hours. Yeah. But now, in movies that are sports movies, they're usually two-plus hours yeah, or like maybe two, two and, and a half. half. Yeah. yeah, so it's, like, they're just adding it on. They're just making the movie longer just to add in the sports scene. So. Yeah. I don't know if it's just that they don't trust that the writing was good enough or what for the characters or what. Like, I yeah, know. I just... It has to be entertaining to show a game. I don't know. Yeah, because, like, I feel like sports movies in the 90s and 2000s, like, the preview would be, like, all the character shit and with, like, little flashes of the game, but then when, like, you go to see the movie, they're always having a practice or they're always, yeah. like, like, you don't really see them outside of, like, the sports setting. yeah. Yeah, so, like... Here comes the dirtiest love yeah. scene you'll ever see in your life. <laughs> yeah, so, like, this is supposed to be sweet and tender. And keep in mind, like, they they're, they're, they went on one date, which was in the same building that they're always in. So they never really went on a date. <laughs> they're moving fast. <laughs> but, I mean, I like, I guess I have... I mean, she's a pretty girl and everything, but I guess we have to be honest that this is Rob Lowe. Of course she's going to want to have sex with them, like, right away. Well, they're, t- they're young. They're going to just do it whenever. Yeah. They don't care. <laughs> Which, like, you know, like, I don't know, like, what the the goal or the reasoning behind making him so young. And, like, again, like, I'm just confused. Like, I think this would play a lot different if you knew they were both college age. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're laughing because she's wearing thermal pants or yeah, leggings. <laughs> yeah, trying to, like, strip down all sexy and she got her, her like, thermal underwear on. Oh, here we go. Yeah. With her... <laughs> After I saw this scene, I totally made me want to go shave my legs. <laughs> Oh, because she has, like, that peach fuzz on her butt or whatever? <laughs> no, it was, like, her whole thigh was covered in hair. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, I think that's one of those things where, like, under normal, whatever, you probably wouldn't, like, notice it, but it's, like, movie lighting so bright. <laughs> it was, like, reflecting off the fire. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, and they get really sweaty, too. They're both sweating. Somehow but... they're already sweaty, even though they just 
fell down on the bed. <laughs> yeah, but you totally get to see her chest and everything. Like, like again, that's like like eighty. Like that's why it's so hard for me. And like I don't really get like people now who defend PG thirteen so much. It's just like it's like you know like, yeah yeah. Yes. <laughs> By the way, I was like trying to enjoy this scene the other day. And, like, you know, it, it, clo- it closes up. Because before they were on the other position, he was on top. And then, like, they do the close-up of that butt. And I'm like, am I looking at a girl's butt or am I looking at Rob Lowe's butt? Because he, he was on top first. But then they turned around. Yeah, but, he, like, you know, it just it's happening quick. So I'm, like, looking at that ass and I'm like, is that a girl's ass? Is that then Rob Lowe's ass? you see his hairy leg in the background. Yeah. But, um. Uh, yeah, so, like, they're banging away, and basically, it's, like, more hijinks for this movie. They're cutting down to the, uh, whatever she is, the house lady. She's coming up with, uh, I don't know what it is, hot cocoa and ice cream or something? It looks like the tea. Just... But, like, what was that dessert? It, it looks like ice cream. Yeah, ice cream with a cherry top. She wants to go get... And then this part, they go all crazy with that water, because they're probably all burning up. Well, we should say they're having sex, like, literally ten inches from a roaring fireplace. Another excuse to uh, show her chest some more. But, like, that's what I mean, though. It's like... I think this was just them messing around, like, during the scene, and they just went with it and yeah. kept the kept it in the movie. <laughs> and then the lady comes in with her tea, and she's yeah. totally in a robe, so it's obvious she wanted to bang Rob Lowe. And, like, I really thought this was going to have a huge payoff. Like, she's so disturbed that, like, she can't come in and bang him right there. In her fake uh, kimono robe or whatever it is. <laughs> She's also t- Yeah. But I mean, like, these guys are like the local heroes, the local hockey, whatever. Like, I, I get that they... Room service? <laughs> yeah. They're having more water fights underneath. But, like, I was surprised that lady was so, like, surprised and dejected. Like, did she think, like, all these, like, young hockey players are going to come to town and only have sex with her, the old lady who runs the boarding house? Like, you know what I mean? Like... I would think that every weekend, like, all those guys would have different girls in their rooms or whatever. <laughs> Look at his fridge. It's like a tiger fridge. Yeah. Like, Patrick Swayze has the coolest, like, layer loft apartment here. Like, this was some real set there here, and he looks awesome. <laughs> like, it's just, like, the perfect, awesome bachelor pad. I like this scene because it's, like, it's so, like, big brotherly and, like, yeah. the way Swayze's face is. Like, he got the puck out of the trash for him and, like... yeah. It's really sweet. Yeah, we should say there was a whole thing in that first game scene where Rob Lowe got his first goal and Swayze saved the puck for him and then, like, Rob Lowe got benched or whatever, so then he just threw the puck in the trash and then Swayze saved it for him. (laughs) But it totally is, like, almost like a fraternity-type situation between all the players and Swayze's kind of like the alpha dog. But what I was saying before during the sex scene... um, (laughs) Like, yeah, it's just, like, when when you grow up and you watch movies, like, during, you know, just, like, how wrestling had an attitude era, now has PG era, like, when you grow up and, like, okay, there's a sex scene in a movie, so you see, you know, an ass or a pair of boobs or whatever, like, like you you know, like, that's just, like, okay, like, the, like you're doing a sex scene, so you're going to show nudity. Now everything is so chaste in movies for, for <laughs> overseas or whatever. That it's just weird to me that, like, it, and, and I mean, you know, like, I, it's like sex scenes have kind of been all eliminated from films, which is like, whatever, you know? It's a little, like, weird and strange that there's no sex scenes in movies anymore. You know, that's like saying people don't have sex anymore, which isn't true. But, like, 
what really bothers me more than anything is like the violence and horror movies that are toned down. It's just like you're gonna do a horror movie and never show anything. There's so many movies now that just cut away and never show shit. Like I don't know. Like I like better when you know the era when it was okay to uh, actually show shit happen in a movie. You know, no matter what it was. I mean, it's just if it's like. I mean, I know movies aren't real, but they're supposed to depict reality, and it's just, like, when you see sex scenes now where, like, the woman is, like, constantly trying to keep a sheet wrapped around her and stuff, it's like, who yeah. has sex like that? <laughs> like, yeah. unless it's, like, a woman who just really has no confidence in herself and really doesn't want the guy to see her or whatever, like, I get that, but, I mean, that's not... Usually in movies, the sex scenes are passionate. It's, like, the woman is going to keep trying to put the sheet up over her boobs every <laughs> yeah. every time she turns around. Well, I mean, why, why would you if there's nobody else in the room, you know what I mean? Well, because she she's embarrassed of the guy seeing her, but, I yeah. mean, again, in movies, you're depicting a passionate scene. She's not going to care about that. She's going to want to get a piece. Like, yeah. it just, yeah, I don't know, it's weird. Or it's just, like, to me, like, the horror movies, how they're, and people say, I don't need to see, the you know, all the blood, and I don't need to see the blah, 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 blah. But I'm kind of like... I was like, so basically, like, when they do a lot of these horror movies where now it's always, like, a ghost or whatever, pull somebody, everybody just gets pulled away. It's like, it's kind of like, so basically what you did was you made a complete horror movie, and then, like, you literally just didn't film the death scenes. Like, you just didn't film, like, no, we're just not going to shoot that. You know what I mean? Like, to me, that's cheesy. Like, like, what's even the point, you know? Like, I'm not even saying you have to have, like, the goriest death scene or the most nudity-filled sex scene, but, like... Show something about that moment in the story that you're you're telling that story of, like that's like truthful or feels real. Like they just have no problem just saying, eh, well, eh. So this is where Keanu disappears. There's the goalie. I'm assuming that's Keanu. Um, underneath it could be somebody else, but like pretty much from this point, I don't think you ever see Keanu's face ever again. Well, like the conversation they were just having right now, they were kind of having talking about how you know, the hockey owners and the coaches and stuff, like, they know how much those guys want to play, and, like, they basically have them by the balls because they grow up and all they want to do is play hockey, and, like, they know that, like, you know, the team owners know that, and so they basically have their life in their hands. Yeah, so this is where they set up what it's like being on the, the, like, the road game. And there is different signs there. Like, these crowds are nasty. Like, one said pussies on ice. The other one said, uh, you should say Swayze. His name is Derek Sutton. They just, some kid had a big cardboard sign that just said Sutton is a fag on it. So, I mean, this is really, like, nasty, nasty crowds and shit. And then skate when the teams take the ice, we realize now Racky is on this other team, the bully guy from the earlier in the movie. I'm going to thank the referee. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is where you get introduced by the bumbling referee who fucking blows every call. He was in the movie earlier, but he wasn't coming off as, like, lame. Yeah, he wasn't doing anything important at the time. Let's talk about these uh, goalie masks, by the way. Yeah, so... <laughs> we're like, old school. <laughs> we were talking, like, you know... Or actually, I was talking to somebody else about Friday 13th, and, um... Like, the Jason hockey mask was, like, from, like, the 60s. And now this movie takes place in the, or it was made in the mid-80s. So, like, yeah, like, like the goalie mask are still, like, it's more modern than, like, a Jason hockey mask. Like, they have designs on them and shit now, but, and like, like... it has, like, more of the shape of their face. Cause yeah. Because isn't the Jason one just, like, flat? 
For the most part, yeah. It has, like, the, no, the nose kind of area, but, yeah. Well, like, yeah, you could already see, like, in this one how decorated they are, the masks. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> like, it has a cool design. Yeah. Like, that's kind of like, uh, like in the movie Heat with Robert De Niro when they robbed the, the armor car that had kind of this style mask. Like, that movie is made about ten years after this, so it's a little more, even more modern. But yeah, the, those hockey masks, like, the ones in this one, like, the, I'd say this shit's even, like, the one there hanging on the wall. Mm-hmm. That's even, like, more scarier looking than Jason mask to me. Dang, like, he's really ripping them a new one on there. Yeah, so basically, like, it's after the first period of this, uh, you know, road game, away game. Like, basically, like, they just got <laughs> losing because, like... Big circle. Yeah. It's like, they're just kicking the shit out of the Mustangs here. Like, they're just, like, knocking them all down. And, they, and like, they literally showed you only a couple plays real quick, but, like, you just get the impression... And, like, that's another thing, too, is I don't think a sports movie in this day and age would really, like, fly where it's, like, the message was, like, like, now they would be, like, take a, for some reason, Rob Lowe has, like, looks like he's wearing a wig in this, like, one scene. I was, like, when I saw that, I was, like, oh, shit, they had to do reshoots or something, and now he's gonna be wearing a wig for the rest of the movie, but, like, no, it was just literally that one shot. It's weird. Probably just had a helmet head. Yeah. But, uh, it's, like, yeah, basically the message here is, like, from you know because the rest of the rest of the movie they're pretty much playing this the same team like the playoffs and shit it's pretty much like the message is like you just got to beat the shit out of these assholes to win you know what i mean whereas a lot of movies they always play like the other team is unfairly rough and you got to just overcome them with skill with like not here yeah here we get the big brawl the bench is clear i like i like the coach tells them go (laughs) Well, because weren't the fighting rules, like, different, like, back before now? Like, yeah. let them do it more? Well, I know I know NHL in general, because they started getting the bad rap about, you know, the, the sport not being league-friendly. I mean, you got penalized for fighting back then, don't get me wrong. It's yeah, just, he wants to fight. It's just the penalties weren't as stiff, yeah. so that, you know, yeah, the guy with the fake teeth Ugh. got him all knocked up. The penalties weren't as stiff, so obviously it happened a lot more than it does now. It was, like, really the 90s, I remember the NHL in particular, um, you know, really wanted to, like, cut down on the, the fighting, and you know. Which, I mean, we, there have been some brutal hockey fights where guys have gotten hurt and shit. I'm sure that probably, had, you know, you yeah. Put it in his mouth. It would have been super gnarly if... Yeah. It would have been super gnarly if they would have showed him crawling to his teeth and then the skater came and, like, chopped his finger. <laughs> well, I, I thought it was going to happen because he's crawling across the ice trying to get his teeth. I really thought somebody was going to come and, like, knee him in the head and, like, knock him out. Wait, pretty much because he just got his teeth. I thought it was funny they have the orange slices. Yeah. I thought, I I thought that was a thing for, like, little league kids and I was shit. wondering if that was, like, for a specific reason. Yeah. Oh, Henry. Yeah, everybody's got busted noses and shit. So yeah, so uh, th- this is when, uh, we should say, you know, it's not like a lot of games have been going on in the movie, but Rob Lowe, he basically hasn't been playing, like he got a, a quick little run where he scored that, scored that goal in the first game, he played him, but then he's just like riding the bench, finally he's uh, gotten his chance now, because in that fight, one of the guys got his nose all busted, he can't really, you know, play as good. Swayze was like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he told him he could play. 
Yeah. And then, like, Swayze gave him that look. Like, yeah, it's on now, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, like, earlier, like, on the fir- when they showed the first half of the game, it was, like, you know, it was short scene. You know, we saw what we needed to see. And then we went back to more of the character stuff, you know, during the quarter break. You know, it's, like... That's just what I mean, like, as an example of, like, they just wanted to focus more on, like, the character rather than, you know, the game situation. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, obviously the, you know, what's going on with the team is important, but it really is more the the personal journey in this movie than it yeah. is, like, just cheesy, you know, high-five team shit. Yeah. So, oh, no, she, he's giving him the go-ahead to kick his ass. Yeah, so basically, yeah, Swayze scored a goal, got him back in the game, and the other team uh, coach, I think they're the Bombers or whatever, tells Rocky to go in and take him out, and this is where, like, the main uh, tragedy of the movie, because, like, what we were saying before, when I was complaining about PG-13 pussy horror, um, during the whole scene uh, when he was talking to Rob Lowe, Swayze is talking about he's been in the minor leagues for four years. He's doing good. He wants to, you know, uh, go go in the draft. Headshot. Yeah. Ugh. So, like, he really was, probably had the best prospects on oh. the team. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Racky uh, pretty much took, uh, took Swayze into, uh, well, it's like, like, normally when you watch hockey now, and I don't know if this is just the time period or just cheap minor leagues, Instead of having the plexiglass wall, like, there's, like, a big chunk of, like, area. Where, like, it's just chain link fence and poles. Yeah. So the guy rings. So I don't think there's any plexiglass in this arena. Like, yeah. the fans, like, aren't protected oh, at all. Dang, he just shot a puck at the roof. Yeah, like, all those people in the front row. I bet pucks were flying in the stands all the time, then. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's, people. like, nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. It's just on the ends was the chain link fence. So, yeah. So basically, Racky doesn't get anything. Like, just the Mustangs guy gets uh, in trouble for sticking up for uh, Swayze there. And, and, like, this is where, like, the ref just penalizes the Mustangs, but not the other team. And the coach doesn't care. He's insulting the... Yeah, the coach is insulting the <laughs> like, shit out of this. see? Are you blind? Oh, look, it's ice. Oh, red line. <laughs> yeah, telling me he needs to put glasses on and shit. Hannah, the referee, looks like a little elf fucker. <laughs> So, yeah, so we're getting more into the game here. And, like, you could see Swayze. He wants payback on uh, Racky. Yeah. And I was surprised here. Like, they set it up. Racky scores a goal. Like, I thought he was just going to be a goon. I didn't think he had any actual hockey skill. Thunder Bay. That's who they are, the other team, the Thunder Bay Bombers. And uh, Rob Lowe's team is the Hunt Hamilton Mustangs. See, like, even during the game, like, they just, oh, he threw the puck at him. Yeah, Racky threw the puck at the coach, like, hey, you should have picked me. Oh. Yeah. Too much head trauma, man, and, like, making me nervous. Swayze and Racky <laughs> fighting over the fucking yeah. guardrail there. This is, this is where the, the obnoxious fans, yeah, oh they, they dump all God. the trash on the coach. And then they're, they don't... Uh, Expect what's about to happen. Yeah, and the coach just says, <laughs> fuck it, and he goes in the stand and starts beating them up. Kick their ass. Yeah. That's awesome, too. Like, the players are like, oh, look, look at our coach. He's beating the shit out of the fans. Enjoy the game. Relax yeah. and enjoy the game. <laughs> yeah. I like Swayze's, like, crazy laugh in this movie. I don't know. 
<laughs> and then I like how they're like, here, go away. And then he's like, okay. And then he just runs to go, go Yeah, back. they're like, oh, you're, you're out of here. Like the, oh. the whatever security cop, whatever. He, just, he takes him, puts him in the hallway. And then he just goes around the other hallway to get back into the game. I was going to say, like, they use a lot of the game parts, too, to progress the story with the the characters. Not just game story, but character story. Not just like, oh, we scored these points. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it's just, you know something bad's going to happen here. They actually look like Rob Lowe skating around there, too. So uh, Swayze comes and lays the nasty hit on Racky, lays him out, which, I mean... It was rough, but I mean, it was payback. So it's like, okay, now they're even. Well, Racky does the bullshit. He comes up behind Swayze. Like, everybody's looking the other way because there's a play going on down the other end of the ice. But, like, he basically, like, pretty much ends Swayze's career here. Yeah, Rob Lowe's going down the other end of the ice, scoring the goal. Racky yeah. comes up right behind uh, Swayze. It's like sneaky how he does it too. I know, he's such an asshole. It's, it's like in slow motion, that's why it's taking so long to happen. But yeah, he lays uh, a hit on him like straight to the head, like forearm to the head. And then his helmet comes off. Yeah, the helmet. That's really what fucked him up. Then he uses his stick to trip Slash Swayze. Like knowing he has no oh, helmet face. on. So he falls all the way back and hits his head. And, like, it takes it takes a little while, but, like, pretty much all this blood and shit's going to come out of the ice. And, you know, they stop the game. And, like, the refs, of course, oh, we didn't see what happened. Oh, we're just idiots. So gnarly. Yeah. It's so weird because it's, like, how I was telling you, like, I, I guess it was last weekend already. Or may, I guess it was Thursday because that was the first game I really kind of watched. But, like, it's hard for me to watch football now because it's, like... Just seeing the guys take the hit, so it's like, okay. even now watching this movie, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Just seeing, like, the hits and stuff, even though it's, like, fake and it's in a movie, I'm still like, oh my god. Yeah, just seeing the trauma of yeah. it. Yeah, because, I mean, the guys really play and, like, go through that shit, you know? Yeah. Ugh. <sighs> Crazy. And Swayze looks terrible here, like, they cut to him in the hospital. Mm. He's got bruises all over his eyes and shit. Yeah, I wonder why they made him like that. <laughs> well, I think it's just one of those things of like the swelling and all the different blood in his brain, like moving around and shit. That's like gnarly. Yeah. But yeah, like they never really go in the depth, like exactly what he has. Uh, so he just says they put a plate in his head. I mean, I'm assuming that this, you know. This type of head injury. Because the trainer guy was saying they don't know there could be brain damage or not. I mean, Hmm. even if he ends up, like, being, like, you know, well enough to leave a normal life, like, I'm pretty sure his hockey career is over. Like, they never exactly say it, but... Yeah, they don't. They don't really address what the situation is. Yeah. But I think it's just kind of realistic, too, because it's, like, one of those things, a lot of times shit happens and you don't, uh... You don't really know long-term at the time what the effect is going to be. And then here, like, he asks him basically, like, did you get revenge? And he lies to him and tells him yes. Yeah. Says, did you get that son of a bitch for me? And he says, yeah, you know, to make him feel better. But it's just, like, yeah. And then, like, this is really where, like, 
the movie takes, like, a real... Like, I understand why, like, the way the story wraps up, but it takes, like, a real dramatic turn because it's, like... You know, part of this movie is, like, not just a sports movie, not just, like, a making it a sports movie, but it's, like, you know... The movie really asks you, like... Like, like, what is the price you're willing to pay for this? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd say you as a player and as a fan, because it's like... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, it made me... It makes me kind of think about it. And, like, I mean, like you said, we recently got into hockey. And, like, I kind of watched games, you know, like, recently. And it's just... I see the things that those guys, like experience and it's like hard because it's like do i really need to want to watch this you know like want to watch these guys put themselves through this but it's like there's something weird about that like competitive spirit and watching guys put it all on the line to try and win this game you know and it's like it's such a weird dynamic watching sports (laughs) well yeah too i mean i gotta say too like you know for the longest time you know like as as fans or whatever like we didn't really know the price that like yeah the athletes paid it like for me it wasn't until like i'd say probably the early 90s they started doing like on 60 minutes and stuff they started doing like stories about how banged up the old football players were from like yeah. the 60s and 70s and like really and i mean that was even before all the head trauma shit that was just like their knees their backs and everything yeah. And, like, I remember they showed this one guy how it, like, it took him, like, an hour to get out of bed every morning and shit. And, like, that made you, like, really kind of, like, question whatever. Like, you know, okay, like, how come the sports, like, aren't, like, taking better care of them, like, more health care or whatever. But I think, I think, like, I mean, obviously there's always going to be injuries in any contact sport and, like, hockey. But I think that's part of, like, what we were saying before, like, in the 90s. I think, I think hockey saw that coming, and, like, you know, like, started dealing with the reality of, like, you know, when you have a meat grinder sport, um, you know, like, how hockey, like, how football is, it's kind of, like, the fans are going to tap out at a certain point or, like, lose their appetite for it. So, yeah. like, you have... So, I think that's why hockey tried to clean things up at the least to, you know, take out, like, all the dirty playing... Like, not just the actual fight fights, but, like, the dirty plays that lead up to fights, you know what I mean? And it's like, you can never see anything. There's always going to be a little bit of shit going on. But whereas, like, football was just like, yeah, they're getting hit. Yeah, like, they're all beat up. Yeah, they're where... But, I mean, you got to understand football, like, what, what was it, 10 years ago? They're like, we don't even think concussions are something that exists. Was it even 10? It seems like sooner, like, more recent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's just like, you know... So it's like, football is just pretty much, like, turn a blind eye and pretend like it doesn't exist and, like... I feel like hockey, they know it's a violent sport, so they try, like, not to, like, you know... Condone it. Yeah, yeah, just try to, like, at least take some of the edge off, you know? But, uh... Oh, my gosh, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, they're just showing the <laughs> the team photo, and, and like, like pretty much, like, reaction to, like, what happened. That's what I was saying. Like, this movie asks, like, what are the price you're going to pay? You know, in the case of his older brother... Uh, Dean Youngblood's older brother, like, he lost his eye, and then, like, obviously, like, a lot of the guys lose their teeth, and then, like, with what happened, um, you know, with, uh, Swayze getting his head all busted open, you know? Well, I was gonna say in that scene where, like, right when they get back into the locker room and the coach is, like, suit up, we're going back out, and, like, 
I think really the pivotal scene of it of the movie is like when Roblo gets up and he's like, "Why?" Like yeah. <laughs> a guy just got his head busted open. Like why are like why does this even matter right now? You know why are we gonna keep going? Like nothing happened. Yeah. And it's kind of like. It really, like, because, I mean, Rob Lowe's character is the only one that really, like, expressed any kind of, like, hesitation about yeah. moving on, like, like everything's normal. Like, the other guys kind of stopped and, like, were watching him when he was questioning the coach, but, like, it's not like any of the other guys were like, yeah, you know, I'm yeah. with you, you know, like, nobody yeah. ever, didn't, none of the other guys were, like, standing up with him, so... Yeah, because the coach was like, you know, I guess because they lost the game, whatever. Coach was just like, you know, double time, let's get back. It's like they literally just got off a bus, you know. After and it was tri- really just to have contact drills because he said no pucks. Just, yeah. He literally just wanted them to learn how to fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fight and be tougher and whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, so he walked off the team because he didn't feel like having an extra practice the second they stepped off the bus after, you know, his best friend getting his head busted open, so... Here he is back on the farm with his older brother. And then, like, you know, as you can imagine in this type of film, you know, whenever the hero walks away or quits or whatever. I have to say, though, like, as grimy as that boarding house was, it's pretty much the same type of condition that Rob Lowe has always lived in. It's got that, like, mildewy wall up there. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I mean, wouldn't you ever paint this shit? Like... I always noticed too, like even like old hotels and movies, like would always be looking like this. I was like, where? Why do people always just live in such filth back then? Like, because they just don't have enough money to do to do anything. But I feel like those grimy walls were just like more normal back then. Like it didn't bother people or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they were just used to it because those were the conditions they were in. Yeah. So here's brother. I really like this scene too. His brother's just kind of, like, mocking him or ripping him for, you know, uh, giving up. And he say, hey, my friend's, like, half dead, you know. And his brother's like, you know, like, hey, I bust my ass to help you, you know, whatever. So you could go do your dream, you know, you come back with your, you know. Because he doesn't, he actually doesn't want his brother. Like I said, this is, like, the tough love coming into play. Like, he's ripping him a new asshole. But it's not even because, like, the brother is, like, an asshole himself. It's it's because he's, like, he realizes his kid brother has to toughen up if he's going to make it in hockey. You know what I mean? Well, and he's lost the opportunity because he lost his eye. Yeah. If he could, he would, like he just said, like, I begged them to let me play even with one eye. Like, he just wants to be out there. He doesn't want his brother to lose that opportunity. Yeah. Just over some feelings and emotions. Yeah. Junior hockey, that's what they're calling it. Yeah, it's called junior hockey. He says, Rack, you only get suspended one game at the most. And it's actually seen as a positive with the pros. It's so tough or whatever. And he says, Yeah, you think the coach is a real prick, huh? But he's actually the best coach in the league. He knows what it takes to become a pro. So, like, it's kind of interesting because, like, I'd say in most movies where, like, the player has, like, a uh, conflict with the coach or whatever, they pretty much, I mean, I'd say aside from maybe, like, all the right moves, like, they always kind of play it like the (laughs) the coach actually really is just a prick, you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) They always treat him like the bad guy or whatever. 
His brother is just trying to teach him, like, you don't quit. Like, that's basically his main point, is that when you've been working so hard for something, you don't just quit. Yeah. Knocks all his trophies down. But I gotta say, though, like, prick-ass coaches, like, they, they do take the fun out of sports. Like, it's bad enough, like, in order to play the game you love, you have to... Oh, yeah, this is where he's trying to catch this chicken, man. This chicken was not having it. But, uh... In order to play the game you love, you gotta bust your ass and do so much shit. And then it's like, you always got these fuckers screaming at you oh all the time. <laughs> this is what I can never stand about sports at school. <laughs> fuckers calling you names and shit. Yeah, they're trying to put up a barbed wire fence. They They show all his farm shit goes wrong. Oh, I like to- I didn't catch it the first time, but how he- how the you know he puts the he's on the roof and he puts the hammer down. Yeah, like there totally was a string pulling the hammer down. Oh, was that? Yeah, like I saw it a little bit, and then in the wide shot, I saw it pulling it off the roof. That's funny. Because I was like, like it makes Ugh. sense. Like there's a roof is a roof is slope that you know Ugh. you just put a hammer there will fall down, but it's getting the hay dumped on. This is a great shot here. Like I don't know if it was in the trailer, but it should have been. Such a beautifully lit kind of dust shot of him riding tractor and shit. Are they reading the next game? Yeah, the way this the playoff series is going. Mm. It's yeah the his team the Mustangs have been getting beat up the whole time, unable to stage an offensive threat without young blood and sudden. Yeah, and so out of all that shit, they did suspend somebody. It was only, like, the the guy on the Mustangs. Sucks. He says there's nothing about Racky in here. So, yeah. So, it's it's kind of interesting that, like, there'd even be, like, a thought or whatever that he'd still be engaged with, like, you know, following what the team is doing or whatever. Because in real life, there'd be no way in hell they would ever let you back on the team. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was weird how he was like, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> when he walks back. When he goes back. Well, yeah, he has to get... And you gotta think, like, like what's the longest period of time all this could have happened? Like, when he was away from the team or whatever, you know? Yeah. Which, to be fair, he did quit the team. It wasn't like they kicked him out, but still... When he does show up and he's back, it's it's pretty much they're in dire straits anyway. <laughs> he's so, like, puny. <laughs> yeah, he is. So his brother, that like, got an old uh, punching bag out in the, the barn and shit. They got a whatever. But, yeah, so uh, I think I was saying earlier, like, I never... Like, I kind of remember seeing this movie, like, on, like, over-the-air TV or something. Maybe once when I was a kid on a Sunday afternoon. But, like, I... Like, I never really, like, like, I never saw this movie on HBO. I don't really even see it, remember seeing it in the video store. I'm sure it was there, but I just never came across it. I kind of just saw this, like, you know, the era when Netflix, DVD, whatever, was uh, big in the, I guess, the early 2000s when I first got a Netflix account. And, like, I think I had picked up that that uh, movie Bad Influence with James Spader and Rob Lowe because I wanted to see James Spader, and I was like, "Oh, Rob Lowe is like really cool in that movie," and like you know, I kind of forgot how good Rob Lowe was. So I remember renting the the DVD of this from Netflix, and uh, 
really liked it. Um, you know, Rob Lowe's good in it, and, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, I hate, I hate to say this, but, like, maybe, like, the first ten years of Rob Lowe's career was really good, like, pretty solid. Uh, he did a lot of cool movies, you know, like The Outsiders and Class and, you know, This and Bad Influence and a couple other. But, like, he's, he was just one of those guys. I don't know if it was, like, that weird scandal or what. I mean, well, obviously, St. Elmo's Fire and About Last Night and all that. But, like, yeah, like, I don't know if it was that weird scandal he was in, which really wasn't his fault. But, like, his career just, like, went really kind of shitty for, like, a long time. Like, he was in direct-to-video movies. He kind of had, like, a little bit of bounce back when he did The Stand in, like, the early 90s, mid-90s, whenever that was. But, like, yeah, he just, like, never really recovered. So, I mean, I, I think in a, you know, in a weird way, even though, like, kind of young uh, sports uh, movie, super training. This is pretty much his Rocky tra training montage here. But um, I thought this was interesting, the coffee can with the semen in it. He's rolling up on that rope. But, uh, no, like, I, I think this kind of is, like, one of his best kind of, like, signature roles. You know what I mean? Even though it's kind of just, like, a little minor sports movie or whatever. Oh, the dad sees that they're training and fighting. Yeah, one thing about, like, in rewatching it again and how much time they spent on him doing all this stuff. Like... I feel like it didn't really pay off because, like, when the scene finally comes where he's supposed to, like, do the fighting or whatever, like, he doesn't really. <laughs> like, it kind of just, I don't know. They kind of just have, like, a boxing match on the ice. They don't really do, like, yeah. Well, it wasn't even that. It was just, like, when the, when, well, I guess we'll get to it then, but no, yeah. here's a dad coming up on the ice. So, yeah, so when you watch the movie for the first time and you don't know, like, you just think the dad, like. Like, look, he's so cool looking. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he's legit, man. He's he's a legit hockey player. This guy. <laughs> so like, this is where you see him. He's even put his jersey on to come out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was an interesting scene because he's like, yeah, you know, if you're going to go back, I want to make sure you're ready. And you know, like they know that Rob Lowe can play hockey. The problem is he can't fight that good. Mm -hmm. So his dad's basically like, oh, you know, come on, like like let's fight, whatever. And he gets all weirdly serious about it. And then he starts grabbing him, and then, then like, he does that thing where, like, he kind of, like, pushes his face or whatever. So, like, yeah, so, like, he has to, like, wrestle and fight his dad and shit. But, like, he's telling him, like, what to do. Yeah, pull the jersey over his head. I always thought that always happened by accident, that they pulled the jersey over the head, but, like, I guess they do that That's on purpose. Thing. yeah. So they can blind them and just start punching them in the face. Like, like you're you're young, younger than me, so I mean, like growing up, I mean, by the time you were like a teenager, probably Rob Lowe probably wasn't even like around and shit at all anymore, was it? <laughs> Not really. Like it's funny because like, um, like I'm real familiar with Emilio Estevez. I'm real familiar with Charlie Sheen, but yeah, like Rob Lowe, like I don't know, like I feel like I never really seen anything with him in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. He's strong for a little guy. <laughs> yeah. And you can see, like, the dad's jersey gets pulled up. He's still in good shape. Yeah. He's still got them, like, back and shoulder muscles and yeah, shit. Yeah, I was super impressed when I was like, I was like, dang, that dude's fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just weird, um, Rob Lowe's career. I mean, I, would, I mean, 
the guy's had a 30-plus year career. I mean, he's, his career is better than 99.9% of people who ever acted, but it's just one of those things where I always wish he could have, uh, you know, had a few good uh, movies in his repertoire. Not so now he's asking, like, his dad, you know, why didn't you help me before? He's saying he just didn't want him to get hurt. He didn't even want him to play hockey. Yeah. But it's like... It, that ended up being the opposite because, like, now he doesn't know how to defend himself on the ice. Right. <laughs> and then, plus, obviously, you know, like, like we don't know how long ago it was that the brother was playing in the minor leagues or whatever. So, like, it was probably when he was, like, really in high school. His brother was probably gone for most of it and couldn't teach him. Yeah. So, it was like, yeah. Wasn't Rob Lowe on a TV show? Like, one of those, like... He's been in a ton. Law ones or something. Yeah, I mean, he's been in a ton. A like, presidential one. Yeah, West Wing. Yeah. I think that was kind of like his big like comeback, whatever. That is literally the only thing I know of in terms of his later career that he's yeah. been in. Like, I don't know anything else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was like literally a movie star at one point, you know what I mean? It's like... But it's always hard to maintain that career momentum. It, it's it, not saying it's easy, but it's one thing when they're pushing you as the the young star and you're doing these like young people roles it's not to transition into you know have a lot of hits as like an adult actor so yeah he shows back up at the arena like he shows up like it seems like literally like 20 minutes before the game or whatever <laughs> yeah and he just knocks on the locker room door he's gotta wait for the coach to come I actually really like this scene cause like I said I mean you're, you're you really are Stretching the boundaries of reality here with having a guy who's been off the team for a week or whatever it's been just show up and want to play in a game. But, uh, you know, I like the way, you know, the coach is pretty much just treating like a hard ass, like he's not going to let him play. <laughs> Says, yeah, you walked off the team, you're through. And then you just hear somebody in the locker room say, let him in. And Swayze and his head's all bandaged up and shit. <laughs> He was ready to fight him. Yeah, he's asked the coach. He's like, he's like, yeah. If I get by you, will you let me play? Which I mean, the guy is older, but he's a pretty good sized guy. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping they would have like this wrestling match. I here know. In the I hall. wanted to see that too. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, like the movie's like a little weird. Whatever is like he pretty much broke up with the uh the daughter too because like they had that argument about hockey and hockey players and shit and, like he hasn't talked to her since then you know what i mean but they didn't really argue because he was like they ended the conversation with him saying like all i ever wanted her to do was play hockey and like she felt sad for him and hugged him and kissed him or whatever yeah and then yeah he just disappeared everybody <laughs> just split on her he wasn't like all hanging around this dumpy tower poor patrick yeah, his head's all bandaged up. He looks all pale and sickly. It's so funny, because, like, earlier in the movie, he looks all young, and, like, in this scene, all of a sudden, he looks, like, super old. Yeah, he looks, <laughs> he looks like he did in, like, Ghost and shit. <laughs> Which, that was another thing, too, is, like, I remember when, like, Swayze was in a bunch of movies, and, like, but he never really felt like he was, like, I mean, he was, like, an actor, but I, but as big as even Dirty Dancing was, and that took him to a whole nother, like, stratosphere or whatever, because I started seeing him in, like, The Outsiders, Red Dawn, all these movies. It seemed like he was, wasn't, was like, an A-list 
Because Dirty Dancing was also like this weird phenomenon where it was just as, like the like the fandom was just as much about the dancing as it was like who was in the movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if anything, even though he was like the stud of the movie, it was more like <laughs> people were all obsessed with Jennifer Grey, you know. The guy said, I'm not crying, you're crying. Yeah. <laughs> Because he hugged Patrick Swayze. But, like, yeah, like, to me, Swayze didn't feel like a real, like, big movie star until he did Ghost. And then that movie was like, oh, my God, fucking Unchained Melody, fucking (laughs) 40-year-old song was on the radio for a year straight because of uh, Ghost. See, like, even that part, like, uh, like, after we just watched him learn how to fight, like, for 20 minutes... And then, like, now Patrick Swayze's like, just forget about Racky. Just win the game. Like, now they're yeah. already, like, forget the fighting. It's just yeah. like, what? Well, the game <laughs> I starts... I want to see some fighting. <laughs> game starts and Racky's being a fucker already poking somebody with a stick. Bam. But, yeah, like, because uh, Swayze's just being, like, you know... Bam. Don't, 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 don't get involved in that shit. Like, you know, let's win. Let's actually win the game. Like... And, like, I couldn't tell if, like, this was supposed to be the a playoff series or if this was supposed to be, like, the finals for that championship. I'm here his dad and his brother at the game. It was pretty much for the first time. Yeah. Which I always thought was funny that, like, he was, like, surprised his brother and dad came. But I was like, well, didn't they give you a ride there? Like... Yeah. So also too like like the coach let him back on the game. I mean back on the team to play in this game, but he's like actually not playing. He's just sitting on the bench. Well, but his brother took him the first time and he asked him if he wanted to come in and he said no, so that's why when he saw them come in now, now that's why he was happy to see them. Yeah. So Racky scored a goal. Fucking Racky's on his way to the pros now. He's like the the awesome player on the team. No, but um, yeah. So it's it's basically they're getting their ass handed to him, and uh, he's trying to punish him for leaving, but yeah. they actually need him. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was the thing because like you know like the newspaper said with the uh, Swayze gone and him gone, like the team has like no offense. You know what I mean? I wonder what that was about when like, he was about to go out without his helmet, and they're like, oh, you forgot your helmet. It's like, wh- that was weird. <laughs> like, I think it was just supposed to be like, he was so, like, adrenaline pumping, like, uh, you know, on the edge of his seat to get in the game that he just forgot. Cause it it kind of seemed like they were focusing on, like, the head injury stuff. Yeah. Like, to make sure, like, oh, you better put the shit in. Yeah, because Racky will get you if he starts scoring. Yeah. And then that guy, that was the guy who got punished for, uh, like, how he tried to get some payback on Racky, but it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. No, here he comes. Yeah, Racky's coming. He's like, I'm going to end this. Just end everybody's career. That's how we'll win the championship. No. But I have to say, like, it's pretty good. Because, like, when, the, when you first see the movie, like, the opening scene, you just think, oh, that's the way hockey is. Yeah. He, of course, Racky, like, kind of, like, high-sticked him in the mouth, knocked out one of his teeth, so Youngblood is now on his way to becoming a a true hockey player with a missing teeth. Really more a a tooth, like, chipped in half, but it's, you know, it's all bloody. He's going to play the rest of the game with a big blood stain on his chest. 
missing tooth. Yeah. Let me see his dad getting worried. This is what he always worried about. Oh, my God. Yeah, the opposing coach's ass always all yawning and shit. It's like the guy just got tooth knocked out of his mouth. Like, it's going to take some time. Get up off the ice. <clears throat> like these long-ass tunnels. Yeah. The labyrinth behind the, uh, underneath the Mustang Stadium. It hasn't been painted in a hundred years. Like, like, I, what is he turning the radio on for? Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot I, he was trying to listen to the game. Yeah, listening to the game on the radio as they look at Youngblood's tooth. But yeah, it's just like pretty much at this point, it's like if they were allowed over there maybe playing another team that wasn't so dirty, I think they could probably win. Yeah. But it's just literally all the violence is like taking all their scores out. There's only one period left now. <sighs> and like this is like I guess it's the elimination game either way or whatever. But oh, see, like they're showing it the different goalie. Oh yeah. That's funny. Oh yeah, the guy with all the pads on it. Yeah. It is a different guy. I get. It's like is Keanu just not there anymore or what? <laughs> They just got rid of him in the middle of the shoot. Yeah, in the middle of the movie, they're like, go home, kid. <laughs> or maybe he just became the backup or whatever. It's weird. But he's, like, not even part of the group right there. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you just never see him again. God, that fucker's just going through, like, bowling over everybody. Yeah, Racky just knocking everybody over. The brother's like, why doesn't he hit him back? What about Swayze? What do you remember him from when you were a kid? As a kid? Yeah. Probably really just Ghost. Because, I mean, I think Ghost like was around 90, and I think he passed away like the early 2000s. Maybe like 02, 03. Yeah, like just two of the fat fans like all yelling shit about Youngblood, and his brother stands up and tells the fat ass to sit down. <laughs> really just like, yeah, Ghost and the Outsiders later on. Like, yeah. I don't He wasn't really like... I know Dirty Dancing was a big thing, but that was, like, before me, like, or for me anyways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were, like, I didn't really five years old when I didn't really have any out. reason to watch that. <laughs> yeah. I, re I still remember going to see Dirty Dancing, like, it was, like, one of those movies, like, like, it's not like we wanted to see it, but it was, like, one of those ones where it just f was, like, out for, like, nine months, so you eventually ran out of other stuff to see, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought it was a pretty good movie. <laughs> Yeah, the, the yeah, his girlfriend kissed the old man. I remember you and me a couple years ago, we tried to see Dirty Dancing, remember that? What happened? Remember, it was like, that was the one that was like all like, or no, that was Grease that was sold out, yeah. but I, I think we got tickets to Dirty Dancing, but like we couldn't find any seats when we got in there. Because it's how they used to do all those old classic movies, and then, like, they would always sell out, and then, like, people would sneak in and shit. I think when we went in, we couldn't find any, like, we couldn't find, like, two seats together. It was, like, all these, like, you know, moms that brought their daughters to see it for the <laughs> first time and shit. Because yeah. I remember we walked in, and it was just, like, jam -packed. We were just, like, looking for seats for a second. We are just like, let's well, screw this. Just go watch something else. I don't really I do remember the Grease thing. It was the Grease sing-along. And, like... Oh, was it the sing-along? I mean, I don't know if it's the same time that you were talking about, yeah. but... 
what I do remember the Grease sing-along experience where we tried to go and it was like already sold out and I think even the next one was like already halfway sold out or something like that or I don't know there was only two show times because they only showed those two times a day and like yeah. there was no other option for us to go after that one so yeah we were I think it was maybe it was another movie but I think it was Grease where like you had I don't even know why I'm talking about it it's not like it's fascinating <laughs> for anybody to listen to but, but I just remember there was one time we're like, um, we went up to the ticket booth because it was like, I went up to, yep. I, I think you had a ticket and I was like trying to buy one. They're like, oh, it's sold out. And then we had to get a refund for years because it wasn't like, you know, like, it that sounds like something that happened several times. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't like you're going to stay and watch it by yourself. And I remember like just the people at the booth were like going nuts. Like there was a guy, like a grown man. Yeah. Like, even older than me, that was like, was like, what? I, I gotta get it, but I have to get it. Like, he was, like, telling the guy, I gotta get it. Like, I gotta see Grease so far. I'm like, like, this guy's, this guy's, like, 40 years old, and he's dying to see Grease so bad. I'm just like, like, what do you understand? There's no seats left in the theater, <laughs> asshole. And he's like, what if somebody, like, he was just like, what if somebody does this, and a seat opens up? I was just like, well, you think you're gonna go find a place to sit in there? Like, it was so bizarre. Like, the guy was, like, panicked at this ticket booth. I just remember that, standing there being like, whoa, what a fucker. This freaking goalie was so awesome, like the way he was doing the splits and like yeah. <laughs> I mean his mask is like a skeleton kinda. And then how he was just like being so like antsy, like moving his legs and stuff, like he's scary looking. Yeah, so the games because like the Thunder Bay whatever bombers, like all they do is just beat the shit out of everybody. Look at that old Apple ad. I know, it's cool. Chrysler. I like how the arenas <laughs> all had like the, the old timey pictures of the queen in them too. But, uh, yeah, so the game comes down to Youngblood doing a penalty shot. And he kind of does, shoot yeah, shootout. He kind of does, like, a Mighty Ducks-type trip thing where he he basically, like, takes the puck. And, like, he acts like he's going to hit it, but then he bounces it, like, between his legs. Then he finally hits it again to try trick the guy off the balance. One, yeah. yeah. Well, they even show it, like, it barely gets across the, the, the little mark oh. there. Yeah. How'd they do that? Probably took a million takes and shit. <laughs> so yeah, everybody goes nuts. <laughs> Only three seconds left in the game. Yeah, they take the lead. <laughs> so it's it's pretty good. Like they don't do that whole like ten minute build up to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's not necessarily like I still felt tension when I watched it. I felt I still understood like you know that the game was on the line like it's like you don't need a big drawn out thing when you do it right like they did do a little bit of slow mode so you could watch the puck because if they did it in real time it'd be hard to follow what he was doing with his feet and the puck like i get that but i just hate like basketball football ones where like everybody's like running in super (laughs) slow motion and like even the sound is like like i hate this shit so he wants to take him out and like rob was like nope i'm not coming out (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he wants to take him out just because he doesn't want Racky to beat his ass, but he's like, no. Because there's like one, you know, after you score or whatever, then you got to face off for the goal. So he's got to face off against Racky. Because he knows Racky's going to try to get him or whatever. Because, <laughs> like, they pretty much won the game now. It's just literally three seconds left. You know what I mean? So it's like, he's just trying to get him out there in one piece. But Rob Lowe's like, no, like, the whole reason I came back was to fight Racky. It's funny how the co- the coach looks up at the daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so he gets. He didn't try anything. Oh, there it goes. Here it comes. Yeah, he get, he got like. Okay, so this is what I was talking about. 
so we got that big fighting montage that he was learning how to do all this shit. And they're starting to, like, do their fight. Well, for, first they, they fight with the sticks. Like they, got, <laughs> like, they got lightsabers or something. It's kind of <laughs> cool. The coach like, I gotta see this. coach is, like, getting up on the chair. Like, I gotta see this shit. Like, it's pretty cool how they're, like, hitting the sticks and shit. I would think at this point, too, that, like, the rest of the team would be, like, fighting each other, too. Like... Well, they are kind of, like, grabbing at each other. Yeah. Like, the one guy that was suspended for this game, he just came out on the ice in his street clothes and shit. Rob Lowe throws a sticker. Yeah. Okay. Throw the gloves off. So the fight scene's gonna happen. After all that stuff that he learned, he just gets hit over and over again, and he never gets any shots in. Well, I mean, Racky's still a badass. But I, but I do like how they do the thing you see in hockey fights where they circle each other. See, like, he hits with their him, dukes he up. grabs it. Like, oh, he gets a hit in. Yeah. So he hits Racky once, and then they just kind of grab each other, and then Racky starts punching him. Ugh. It's funny, though, that, like, Racky <laughs> thinks, like, he's, like, I don't know, like, he's such a dick the way he acts. Like, oh. he, he acts like it's, like, okay what he's doing. Now, now Lowe gets some, pulls his uh, jersey off. All right. It happened way different than what I remembered. Yeah. Just get him good. All I remembered was just him getting hit over and over again. I was like, but what was, what's going on here? Well, like, Racky seemed like kind of like the bully who, like, he knows how to win the fight by starting it, but, like, not if it goes on longer. You know what I mean? Let me add him. So, yeah. So, like, you think that's the end of it, but, Rack, like, Racky wants more and shit. Oof. And he takes a swing and miss, and then you get the slow-mo punch-out shot. Racky hitting the floor. Now, Racky obviously falls on his shoulder. Like, I would have loved it if he fell backwards and busted his head open the way Swayze did. But instead, his teeth, yeah, his teeth was knocked out. I like how proud the brother is. Okay, that was totally different from what I remember. Yeah. Like, what did you think happened that he didn't really, like, beat him up? Yeah, or? like, for some reason, I just didn't remember that Rob got any shots in. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I just remember that the other guy was, just, that Racky was just, like, punching and punching him. So, yeah, so the movie's, like, almost over now. And the girlfriend's mad because he fought and she didn't want him to be a goon. Yeah. But, I mean, come on, you gotta get payback. I mean, to be fair, it's not like he was, like, in every game he was trying to fight somebody just to fight him. There was one guy, you know what I mean, who had it coming. She just didn't want him to be like that at all. There's a good old Tim Horton Donuts, huh? (laughs) Yeah, Victor. Saw that. I have to say, like, as, like, I really like the look of this movie. Like, the, the scenes where there's, like, a lot of light and the daylight and stuff are, like, pretty... But I like a lot of the indoor scenes, like how they're kind of like, like grainy, and it kind of look like that like sports documentary footage. Hmm. I was gonna say too, a lot of the times when they were <clears throat> skating on the ice, like how I was saying earlier in the movie, how the ice looked so weird. Like it looked like they barely were like sliding on the ice too, mm. like a lot of the time. It might have been just like they had to like go slower just so the camera could pick them up. You know what I mean? Because, you know, like, stuff's, like, too fast. It would just be, like, a blur. He's got fans. Yeah, so, like, it's just kind of, like, like, it's kind of weird the way it ends. It's, like, he goes from, like, yeah, being on everybody's shoulders. They pick him up to then there's, like, just a kind of, like, a little dissolve that he's holding his Mustangs 
jacket now, which he never had before, so he's got his own varsity jacket, just like all the other guys on team wears. He's just kind of like, hang, like, he's not celebrating with anybody, he's just hanging out in the empty arena by himself. And then some little kids come and want his autograph, which I thought was like a cool touch. Like, <laughs> it was funny though, like, can we get your autograph? He's like, oh, do you have a pen? No. <laughs> yeah. And then the one kid's like, oh, I got it. It was just so funny. Yeah. And then I liked how he was like, how many goals did you take? And he's like, zero. He's like, zero? Oh, because I'm a goalie. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> but like, I, like, yeah, like, I don't know, like, like that was like, the end part. Because like, you really don't know, like, how far his character is going to go. Like, they never say, oh, he made it to the pros or whatever. Yeah. Like, you never know, but like, I like that little moment of like. Even if this is, like, his only hockey glory, like, this one night, everything went his way, these little kids won his autograph, I like it. Yeah, then the girlfriend she shows... She's grossed out. Yeah, his face is all bruised up. It's like, well, you saw him fight, his tooth is all chipped. His bum tooth. That's another thing, is, like, guy busted your tooth for no reason on purpose, fuck him up. Yeah. Like, you gotta fight in hockey when somebody's doing that kind of shit. Oh, no, don't do it. Oh. Kiss him. He's like, oh, my mouth, oh. Ugh. Which, like, on it's funny, though. It's like, on some shots, you can tell they just blacked out his tooth with makeup. Yeah. But there's other shots where the lighting is right, and it looks like it's actually gone. And you're yeah. like, oh, it looks so nasty with his chip. So, yeah. It looks nasty to me when you can see that goop on it. Yeah. So, they can't kiss, but they just walk off the ice, and all the lights go out. The most unsatisfying love story ending ever they can't even kiss <laughs> yeah because well, if you were watching this movie for the love story don't watch this movie <laughs> yeah the coach his real name was ed louder i thought that was that guy's name that guy was in a million things back then <laughs> but um but yeah it's like um heaver that was keanu reeves heaver. character heaver <laughs> but i was just thinking like you know, that's kind of what I like about this movie. I mean, I just, I mean, I'll be honest, I just like it just because Rob Lowe, Patrick Swayze are in it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, like, it's kind of like you come to the, the end of the movie and it's just kind of like, you know, being a sports movie, whatever. It's just kind of like, like, oh, what did we learn? You know, and it's like, at the end of this movie, you're like, oh, not that much, really. <laughs> I just learned that you should fight. Yeah, like, like, that's what I like about it is, you know, it's like, even the love story, even though it's kind of just, like, barely there or whatever, because, like, the second half of the movie, it's not even really, like, you know, in the forefront or whatever. Um, but it's kind of just, like, at the end, yeah, he wins the championship game or whatever, or the playoff game, whatever it was. And it's just, it's just kind of like, he. it just really is, like, a personal revenge tale to fuck that guy up. Yeah, because it's, like, normally there'd be the situation of, like, whether you're going to do, like, you're how you're going to handle this, the uh, like problem of the movie? Are you going to do it the dirty way or are you going to do it the clean way? And like yeah. or the, you know, heroic way. Yeah. And in this honorable. one it was just like there was no clean way or heroic no. way. Yeah, honorable way. It was just this is what I got to do and I'm going to do it. <laughs> just punch this asshole, <laughs> yeah. bust his tooth out. Like, there yeah. was no like good or bad way to do anything. It was like this is just how it's done. So this is what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like it though cuz uh, you know, it's it's an enjoyable movie. Like even when we watched it, you know, that was the first time I had watched it in several years. And um yeah, also, too, the guy that plays dad, he was he was the the hockey consultant on the movie. I think that's how he originally kind of got the job. Mm. 
But, uh, yeah, it's, it's just one of those movies. To me, it's, like I said, like a lot of sports movies can be, like, whatever. But uh, there's so much more going on other than the sports shit in this movie um, that it's kind of enjoyable just on a, you know, like, like young person's journey type of a story or whatever. But, yeah, like, like, like it is actually even better than I remember it. Like, you know, I just wanted to see it again because of the cast, but it... I liked it. Like, it took a lot of little twists and turns that are, you know, you don't normally get in uh, one of these sports types of movies. So, I enjoyed it. Like, like before, like, we pop, like popped this in the other night, like, have you heard about this, like, movie at all? Never. Never. And then even when you were talking to me about it, I was like, okay. Because, like, I was telling you... I was telling you, like, when you said it was about a minor league hockey team, I was like, okay. Like, this is gonna be boring. Like, I was just like... Not that I was going into it expecting it to be terrible, because I never really do, because I never really know what to expect with these movies, but, yeah, like, I wasn't really, like, I really never know what the movies are going to be like that you have me watch, so. Yeah. It's always, like, new, and it's just, in the end, I end up realizing how much more of a fuller experience filmmaking was back in the day. Yeah. And it just... I never can help but compare it to, like, the experience now of watching a movie and just seeing the differences of my level of satisfaction of mo- watching movies, like, older movies versus watching movies from today. It's, it's, I'm very easily, like, easy to move in terms of my emotions. Like, I can get, like, super sad or be super happy, you know, based on a, what's going on in a movie. So, like... You know, when I watch movies now, it's not that, as, it's not as common to move me as hard or strongly anymore, as opposed to, like, when we watch older movies, like, mm-hmm. I I tend to emote more, I tend to feel more, and I think it's just because of the better writing and the better filmmaking, yeah. just the way it's made, and like I was saying too, like, in the 90 minutes of movies now, like you said, this one's almost two hours, but... Yeah. So much happens in older movies within the time span of the movie, whereas, like, newer movies, like, they waste a lot of the time of the movie, so you kind of get, like, bored, so to speak. Like, not bored because, like, it's boring, but just, like, it takes too long to, like, get to the point <laughs> that they're trying to make now, and it's kind of, like, well, yeah. it's hard to stay engaged with something like that, so... I feel like a lot of newer movies, like, they're just kind of stretching for time. Yeah. Whereas, like, these older movies are more, like, they just crammed more into them. But that's the thing that's funny, though. It's like, why, like, who told you that this movie had to be two hours and 30 minutes? Like, yeah. why don't you just make the, the movie two hours and not have to stretch time, you know? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I don't understand. I don't know. Like... <laughs> I don't get how modern filmmaking is now. It's like, they're not they're not really in it to make a good movie, it seems, a lot of the time. I'm not saying it's every single movie ever made, because that's really untrue. There are a lot of good movies yeah. out now, but it just seems like the, the method of filmmaking now is really, like, what's going to draw in the audiences, and not so much what's going to be a good story, you know, so... Yeah. And that, you come out with completely different products when you take those two approaches, so. Well, I also think, too, there's something to be said for, like, 
Because like you said, like like this this movie's like an hour fifty minutes. It's almost two hours. Like it's it's one of those things where I think like now, like the approach would be more like oh like you know this movie would be a lot better if it was ninety minutes. So like we could easily cut out the love interest. Yeah. Which like you know like let's be honest, a lot of these older movies the love interest is just kind of thrown in. Whereas I feel like this movie like i'm not gonna lie and say it's the greatest love story ever told in this movie it's just kind of like representative of like you know relationships people have when they're younger or whatever but at the same time like if you were to like go from this movie being an hour 50 minutes cut out all the love scenes just to get it down to 90 minutes which is like what they do now because like if you watch any sort of blu-ray now and you look at the deleted scenes Mm -hmm. like a lot of times you'll realize somebody that was barely in the movie had a much bigger like side story yeah and I kind of feel like that's like kind of the romance is kind of like a side story in this because this is a, a movie about a hockey player's journey. Yeah. So like, yeah, you could cut her out and it'd be ninety minutes, but there is something to be said for that fuller experience because yeah. because then you know without the love story, then you just be watching a lot of hockey scenes in a row. You know what I mean? And really, like the only purpose of her kind of being in it instead of her parts being cut out was. For him, for Rob Lowe's character to have somebody to get his feelings out to in terms of what was happening with Sutton, you know, like that scene that they had afterwards where like he was expressing to her like, this is all I've ever wanted to do in my life. Because it's like, who else was he going to talk to about that? Like, he wasn't really going to talk to the coach because the coach wasn't going to care about that, you know, like. He needed to talk to either another player, which he wasn't really close to any of the other players, as close as he was to Sutton, and only Sutton understands his, his you know, experience. So it's like, who else was he going to talk to? The girl, you know? <laughs> so it's like, and of course she was going to be understanding because she's, you know, female and she's more in touch with the feelings of it too. Like, he doesn't have to be a tough guy with her. Right. And that's... As much as, like, athletes need to be tough guys, like, on the court, on the field, on the ice, they always need to have somebody, one person, that they can have their sensitive feelings with, you know? And it's like, and that's the only person that will see that side of them. That's the only person, most of the time, sometimes they may have another, you know, player on the team that they also kind of talk like that with, but... Usually it's like an athlete won't really emote, like, sensitive feelings. So it's like, in a dramatic film, you know, like, he needed somebody that he needed to bounce his feelings off of, you know, to express what he was, the hurt he was feeling, you know, about what had happened. So I would say that was really kind of her only purpose, you know, like... I think also, too, being the coach's daughter, like, she, you know, because it's a movie about a lot of different people having their own opinions about the game and whatever like yeah. the dad the yeah. brother him the coach the it's daughter. like yeah like like you know like i think it was good to have like another kind of voice in there too when her being in there it also it did affect parts of the game because the coach was keeping him out because he was seeing the daughter yeah <laughs> it did affect also game like time on the ice so yeah yeah but i just i don't know it's I end up generally liking. I don't think there's ever been a movie that you've shown me that I've ever been like, oh, I never want to watch this movie in my life. You know, mm-hmm. like in terms of the older ones. Yeah. So maybe it's kind of newer, but maybe Gentleman Broncos. I was thinking of that, but that's why I, that's why I said older. Yeah, yeah. 
that's that's you know that's a modern kind of style. Yeah, I mean you're 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 definitely you know I mean you're definitely not a sixteen year old who only watches Netflix or whatever. But like sometimes when I show you these older movies, you know, because like a big part of like why I'll go back and watch older movies, especially ones that like I'm not really familiar with, is like you know sometimes you would just want to revisit things you watched as a kid. Uh, for nostalgia or whatever but sometimes like i'll just watch these older movies i haven't seen just because the actors like 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 i mean obviously this is a sad thing but you're never going to see patrick swayze in a movie again you know so go watch his old stuff rob lowe i mean you might see well actually you won't see rob lowe in a movie (laughs) anymore he'll be on a million tv he has a new tv show like every tv season and they, they never stay on but so you know it's just like go back and watch these movies and stuff but um you know, I always wonder, like, especially, like, you know, for you, because you're coming in, like, completely blind to it, like, I just always wonder, like, you know, will the older style, like, bore you, you know, because even, even me, like, sometimes I watch older movies, like, even for, like, from just slightly ahead, before my time, like, stuff from the 60s and 70s, like, a lot of times I like the movies, mm. but, like, you really have to log, like, lock yourself down into, like, watching a movie that goes along at a snail's pace you know what yeah. i mean and like and also too like like a lot of older movies sometimes are kind of just more subtle so like you know like sometimes i wonder like will there be enough to like hold your attention or whatever or like and then there's that thing too where like people like in general now like they say 80s movies are so over the top and they're so cheesy which i don't really find them that way i just find to me that's just how movies are like i don't expect movies to be like real life you know what i mean yeah so i just i'm always curious like what you'll think of these older ones when we watch them and stuff like also it was kind of like similar with all the right moves because i love all the right moves and i was just kind of like would this actually even interest you <laughs> at all you know what i mean well i gotta say with like a sports movie like even if i'm not generally like interested in it before we started or whatever like once i start watching it i'm just like a natural cheerleader like because i literally was a cheerleader in high school and, I mean, I did that for a reason. Because I just like being supportive of, like, athletes, you know? Yeah. Like, even now, it's like, at the one point when, like, all the sports were going on at the same time, like, how do, how many teams was it that I was following? No, no, and I was, was like, playing games Yeah, that was, yeah. like, I was DVRing, like, 10 or 15 teams at a time whenever they played, whenever it was on. Because it was, like, I just naturally want to see athletes doing well, you know? And it's, like... Yeah. So when it comes to watching a movie about that, like, I'll, I mean, it it comes down to good storytelling. If you, yeah. like, start off a movie and you, like, introduce the characters well and you make me care about them, which isn't really hard either, unless it's, like, a really bad movie for some reason. Yeah. Like, I'll get into it, you know? Like, I do admit, like, I do, I am kind of biased to, like, how older films look sometimes. Like, it's kind of like how I talk to you about how... The difference between watching, like, Star Wars and, like, the older episodes versus watching the newer Ooh. episodes or watching the second half watch versus watching the first half. And I... It's not that I'm bored with episodes four through six. It just looks so different from one to three to three Ooh. that it's, like, it's kind of a little too dated for me. To Ooh. where I can't fully immerse myself in it the way I do with episodes one to three. Yeah. So it's like 
I do kind of have a bias of like, oh, like it looks old, but it's not in a way where I'm like, I don't want to waste my time with it. Like I'll still watch it. It's not yeah. like, it's not like I hate it or anything and I'm not like snobby about it. Like that doesn't mean it's bad. It's just yeah. my preference of it visually is it's really, that's really all it is. It's just a visually, it's not even with the story. Cause I love, yeah. I love all of the episodes of Star Wars, but I do prefer the visuals of one to three well, over not, four to six. Not all of them. Well, <laughs> yes, the only ones are one through six. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. So it, it's funny that you say that, and I always find it like such a conundrum. Like a lot of people have the opposite reaction to you, whereas like they don't like one through three because yeah. they don't look like four and six. Yeah. They look too like digital, and people could oh it looks so digital. I was just like, I was like yeah, but. On the flip side is most people, like, actually prefer, like, now to watch movies that are shot digital than to watch mm-hmm. some of Because, like, when you, when you, like, read the 4K reviews, like, they have to apologize if a film has film grain because people hate it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's weird that people are, like, with Star Wars, they want it to look all grainy and shot on film. Mm-hmm. But with everything else, they're like, make it clear. I just want to see it 4K clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I'm that not, is weird. I'm not a weird snob about film grain like that. I, that's not even... That's not what i'm talking about I, yeah, just, no. I just mean more like you could tell those movies were what made in the 70s or even before that maybe so. well one of them was made in the 70s yeah. others were eight, very early 80s. yeah like yeah. you can tell the style of the way they're dressed was made in oh no you're you're, you're right because empire came out in 80 which meant it was really shot in 79 so yeah so like that's really what i mean i just mean yeah. like the style of the clothes whereas yeah. in episodes one through three you can tell it's a the style of the clothes is a little bit more modern and like it's more timeless too i think yeah so like that's really what i mean like i don't even mean like film grain or anything like that i don't mean like the production of the the things the film you know like that's not that doesn't bother me i don't care like that's not a thing it's just yeah but like i was wondering if you would be into this one but like when we watched it the other night like you seemed like i was surprised like because like especially early on i was kind of like oh you know because there's just like hardly any sport part in the first kind of hour of this movie but like once it got into like all the like the hockey scenes like like you seemed like you were pretty like reacting to like the drama that was going on in the ice and stuff well you know me like i get all into sports so it's yeah. like if i see something like that too. and then just like the hits and everything it was just like oh my god <laughs> yeah it was pretty good the way they did all the stunts and everything so i bought it and i that's another thing it's like when you watch a movie you just gotta let yourself go like you just gotta Mm -hmm. let yourself drown in the world that the filmmaker is trying to create for you and like i do that real easily like if you show me something good like i can totally immerse myself in the world that like the filmmaker created so it's like yeah like i don't i don't know like the only thing that will keep me from, like, getting into a movie is if they do a lot of that, like, flashing stuff yeah. or blurry stuff where you can't see what, what's on the screen. Like, you don't... They, they're trying to be, like, all avant-garde and, like, yeah. artsy-fartsy. And, like, that's the kind of stuff that takes me out where I'm just kind of like, I don't know what's happening right now. I can't even see anything what's going on. There's... This is just a mishmash of shapes and blurs that I don't even know what's happening. I know. That's the kind of stuff that takes me out, and that's what I mean by visually. Like, it just... That's part of the storytelling, the visuals. And it's like, if you're showing me, like like um you know lens flares and suns shining in my eyes and like 
it makes me want to look away from the screen and I'm not paying attention anymore. You took me out mm. of the movie. You didn't let me immerse myself in it. You made me want to fucking walk out of this room and like <laughs> by well, showing like, me that. So it, I, it, it's very easy for me to get to immerse myself in a movie. So Well, that's the thing I really like about some of these older movies like this is like, you know, at the time, I mean, this movie, the way it was filmed was like state of the art in terms of like the guy invented a thing so he could skate around the ice and look, you know what I mean? Like, but it's <laughs> yeah. not like now where they just shake the camera and then they do yeah. all this weird processing and yeah, shit. Yeah, that's another thing that takes me out, shaky cam. I just can't. Like, it makes me just want to not watch it. Yeah, it's like this movie is like it's filmed more plain, like... Like, the camera angles, like, the editing style is filmed yeah. more plain, but it's better because it's more, like, you can tell actually what's going on in the game. Because yeah. that's what I'm sitting here for. I'm, yeah. I've chosen to sit here for the next 90 to 120 minutes to watch this movie. I want to be able to see what's happening, you know? Yeah. It's like, I don't, I, I just, there's no point in me sitting, wasting my time watching something that I can't even make out, you know? Something so. that's just, like, it was like, yeah. Like so yeah, mask. like that's why like with this movie, like it because there wasn't this like shaky cam kind of stuff and like it I was able to like get into it, you know, and it's like I don't need any fancy tricks, camera tricks or anything like that. Like I just want you to show me a good story and get me involved in what's happening and make me care and that's all it really takes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but apparently that's hard for people for any, anything to happen. Now, well, they're just so. not interested in that anymore. They've yeah, moved, yeah. they've they've moved past that. Like, it's like I said. It's they want to know what's going to make money and not what's what's going to yeah. be a good story. So yeah. So uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm curious, you know, how many people will be tuning in this episode that have actually seen the movie before. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you guys are on the same wavelength that this is kind of like a little bit of a lost gem. Because, like, honestly, I didn't even really... Th- I don't know if I didn't know about this movie, but I just didn't think about it or hear anybody talk about it for so long. So it, it's kind of like a good one to get into now uh, just for everybody who's in it. It's fun. And uh, it's just a good little simple movie that, you know, tells a story. It's entertaining and... Uh, yeah, I'm, like I, I hope to, uh, you know, help bring this out of obscurity a little bit. Hope you guys, if you have seen it, are fans too. So yeah, so uh, this is the last episode of September. Uh, we will be covering all horror films for mm-hmm. October. I know some years. Um, Honestly, like, when the podcast first started, I did one year when I went crazy, and, like, I released, like, eight horror episodes in October. Really? Yeah, and it just, just, like, and that's when, like, our download numbers were really good, and they just kind of, like, bombed out, because it was (laughs) so much, not only was it just so much for for our audience to take, but it was um, also, uh, I'm sure at the same time, I'm sure every other podcast they were listening to (laughs) was just doing nonstop horror. So, like, honestly, if you look back the last few years... I actually have even avoided horror during October mm. just because I figure, well, people are getting all that horror shit. And plus, we cover horror movies throughout the year anyway. Yeah. Like, it, honestly, I think the biggest challenge for me for doing this show is trying to pick movies that aren't horror. Because mm-hmm. horror are the ones that, like, everybody, like, everybody I know and talk to, like, that's the one thing we have in common, wanting to talk about horror movies. Yeah. And, like, you know, never wanted to do just a horror movie show here. But, um, so, yeah, so I always. 
kind of avoid just overdosing you guys on horror, but I'm thinking, well, this is a weird year. There's going to be a lot of great... There should be horror. <laughs> yeah, well, it is a horrific year. But there's probably, like, a lot of activities and things that you would normally do during October aren't going on. So yeah. I was just like, I was like, we'll go back and do horror this October and, you know... Give you a taste of Halloween somehow. Yeah, give you as much... Because I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday of the year. So, yeah. So, get ready for some horror, guys. Thanks for joining us for Youngblood. Boo, thanks for watching Youngblood with me. Yep. It was fun uh, revisiting this little movie. (laughs) Everybody, take it easy, stay safe, and we'll see you again soon right here in the movie graveyard. You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com.